I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Damn, free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Week seven is here on the football card quest. We are on the hunt because you've got six teams on bye week. You've got injuries running rampant. You've got trade deadlines coming up. It's, it's I mean, stuff is getting crazy around here in the NFL. That's one of the reasons why I love it, uh, Steve, is because it keeps you on your toes week in, week out. So we're back on the hunt tonight for some card pickums. We're going to be doing some live eBay sniping, some underdog uh, prop betting, and uh, we're going to be talking about all about the latest news, injuries, the week seven slates, and how that correlates with the data that we're finding on eBay. Maybe even some live snipes. Steve, the eBay hitman, myself, Andy, AC. How you feeling, Steve? Feeling good, man. Um, you know, sometimes you just have a, a, a rough day, whether it's work or at home, and you think, you know what, man? My evening just got better, man. I'm talking football with my buddy. I got the crew here in the chat. Uh, everything's going to be all right, so I hope everyone's having an awesome evening out there. And hopefully your leagues and your best ball sheets are prospering as well. I know we got a lot to cover today, Andy. So where would you like to begin? Yeah, well, I mean, I want to begin with Justin Fields because I felt like we were just starting to see Justin Fields come into form. And it was like, oh, oh is he going to progress as a passer? And, and and he did that Thursday night game against the Commanders. And, and uh, this past week, he started to look good. And then a thumb injury. Steve, a thumb injury is is holding him out, and it looks like he's doubtful now with the thumb. And people are buying some Tyson Badgett. There was a lot of hype, a lot of hype in the preseason for that guy. And there was already people maybe not so knowledgeable about football, but talking about like, yeah, he's the next guy. He's going to replace Fields, trade Fields. Obviously a bit premature, but the guy – didn't look bad. I mean, obviously, his first first NFL snap resulted in a sack fumble touchdown. But all things aside from there, it went a little bit better after that. Yeah, it's it's always it's always uh, it's always rough when that's how you that's how you start your. Uh, that, that's your called career. resiliency, Andy. When when you can bounce back from that. Yeah, so the market is so limited for him, man. If you look at like the latest solds, a lot of it you're going to find are these Leaf cards. You know, you've got some Leaf autos here selling for anywhere. It's like it's actually quite a, a bit of variance. If you look at these two from today, one at 60, one at 25. Um, I'm not sure that either one of these are really a play from a flippability standpoint, Steve. What's your, what's your thoughts on buying Tyson Badgett uh, Leaf Auto cards for this week seven matchup here. Are the are the bear yeah they're playing at home against the Raiders. I, I guess fairly uh fairly cushy matchup for Tyson Badgett, but uh, I'm not sure if it's worth it buying buying these unlicensed cards for this much. Nah no nah, I don't think at that price to be honest with you. 
but I mean, there's at least the chance he plays multiple games. I don't think with the trade deadline coming up, obviously it's a topic every year about fields. Uh, I, I don't think that happens this year. So I think that this is a guy that you could probably wait on. If you believe in him, you can probably wait on him. And uh, I mean, I don't know, Andy, a hundred bucks for a unlicensed QB card, a guy that look at that. That's wild to me right there. Yeah. Score rookie auto out of 10. So it's college uniform, but bears logo on the bottom, but it's still that paper cardstock card, you know, probably t towards the lower end of my set rankings. And it's this sold for $525. The, the first down variation here, serial number down to 10. I mean, yeah, people are buying a lot of Tyson badging cards today. They're they're gambling on it. I've I've used this ter term before, but there is a Bears tax that comes with buying a Bears player, especially if they play offense. Um there just is. I hate it, but uh, you know, I was even playing Madden the other day, and it has as if you're the organization. A uh, guy that runs the organization for the Bears under the fan base, it says something along the lines of like fanatics or maniacal or whatever. And it's like Bears fans are abundant. They're crazy. They're obsessed with their organization and they buy their guys, uh, whether they fizzle out in a week, you know, like a bottle rocket or they end up lasting. I mean, if you're going in on this guy, uh, I would wait. There'll probably be better opportunities and better sets that you can get into at these prices or less tyson badgett feels like he's got nothing to lose so this is how he's inspiring confidence especially uh against the raiders defense it's been eh, about about middle of the pack i mean they've been better uh, uh in terms of qb pressures with max crosby and whatnot um than than they have been against the run so you know, hey man, uh, this is going to be a tough matchup for Tyson Badgett if if Justin Fields struggled to get throws out quick and uh, you know go through his his reads and and allowing plays to develop. I mean, this this is going to be tough matchup for for them this weekend against the Raiders. You know, I'll say this: the Raiders' offense hasn't looked that good. Bears' offense without Fields may not be that good uh but the bears defense lately if you've been paying attention has been playing pretty good so i wouldn't expect a one-sided game either way in this game but uh i would temper my expectations for either offense if you're picking a guy from either of these matchups maybe jacobs michael meyer michael michael meyer had his little nfl coming out party this past week and he was a very athletic tight end from Notre Dame coming out. Uh, and he's been super, super quiet, man. A lot of people were uh, expecting him to maybe get drafted where Dalton Kincaid got drafted to the Bills. And Michael Mayer slipped to the beginning of the second round. But it's like he didn't slip far. He went right in that range with Laporta and Musgrave and stuff. So uh, Michael Mayer now coming out here, man. And you have... Devontae Adams, questionable right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, questionable with the torso. I think Devontae Adams will play. It's more like a veteran rest, it looks like, for him today. But, you know, Michael uh, Michael Mayer coming out with um, 
uh, big game this this past week, man. Two red zone targets, 75 receiving yards. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about it with a few other receivers last week, and some guys just like guys better than other guys as far as who they want to throw to. And you noticed a immediate jump in his targets once they changed quarterbacks. So that being said, you will have – uh, you know, a backup under center this week, one that is clearly favoring the tight end position. Yeah, that's a great point, man. That is a great point. Those uh, those more inexperienced quarterbacks, well, obviously, Brian Hoyer's not inexperienced, but he does now stink, so uh, he's going to be gravitating towards those, um, those, those tight ends, those short passes, and if you have Devontae Adams, maybe questionable, uh, with some some issues, looks like with his arms. So you know, I I like this for Jacoby Myers and Michael Mayer to have a, another up week, and just from like opportunity and college draft hype alone, Michael Mayer becomes an instant uh, prospect for me to potentially buy into here. Steve, um, I'm very interested in his stock right now. He is printed in Mosaic. He's printed in Donruss Elite. And he's got quite a few rookie cards out because he's got the draft capital and he, he has uh, quite the reputation from Notre Dame. So um, there's some interesting Michael Mayer options right now. I'm looking on Com C. Silver. It's kind of nice. Silver for 727. And uh, this one jumps off to me because it's only the one on here and it's a little discount. Uh, if we sign in. It helps, right? When you sign in, probably be the... uh, what, like maybe just over six bucks. Yeah, let's check it out, man. Oh, I gotta get the verification code. No. All right. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Well, uh, while that's uh, that is doing that, Steve. Uh, another opportunity I want to talk about this week. Let me get that verification code. Um, yeah. Uh, another opportunity I want to talk about this week is Kyron Williams, man. After I just put him on the thumbnail and he got most of his yards here in the second quarter of this past week. Uh, this guy, uh, I know that you go through the top players every week, the top 10 players. You want to let us know where Kyron Williams is at because I know that he's in the top 10 running backs, I'm sure. Uh, thus thus far through the season with how many yards and touchdowns he's been putting yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, he's the RB3 right now. The downside, though, Andy, he's going to miss a lot of time. So He's going to miss a lot of time. Now, I don't, I don't think it's going to be uh, super serious, Steve, from what I'm reading here, but it is, it is significant. If you look at um, Kyra Williams, he's was using a scooter and had his ankle in a cast-like material. So that's definitely significant. That is definitely significant. But he's considered week to week. They're not actually pushing him to IR. So that's promising, right? That he could he could be back in a few weeks. But in the meantime, Steve, the guy I wanted to to look at is another rookie. Who kind of had he had some fans in the dynasty community as we were entering the draft time period last year? Running back Zach Evans, uh, you, because you also have Ronnie Rivers, the backup 
running back there for um for the Rams also going injured and it looks like now at this point it's going to be Zach Evans the next man up and he's a rookie so maybe a six round draft pick from Ole Miss he transferred from TCU and at Ole Miss he was behind the uh Kendra Miller on the depth chart so it was hard for him to um to produce a, a lot but he still put up 10 touchdowns there in 2022 and 936 rushing yards so uh, with 119 receiving yards on 12 receptions. So, I mean, this guy could potentially produce. He's got an interesting uh, profile here. I'm thinking that uh, he probably gets sprinkled in. I think maybe at most he sees 30%, uh, only because if you look at who they elevated from the squad, Derek nailed it right there with Royce Freeman. They did sign Miles Gaskin. Uh, who is known to be like a passing down specialist and Daryl Henderson, man, remember when he was mowing people over last year and then they just abruptly cut him such a weird thing. Uh, but that's the team he played for last year. And he's familiar with the organization. He's played with Matt Stafford before. So I think if there's any lead to that backfield committee that I would be terribly scared to deploy any of these guys, it would be Henderson. But I mean, Evans could, Get in there for a, a couple snaps, have a couple good runs, protect the quarterback, and maybe get more opportunities because of it. Yeah, I, I think that's the the coach speak from uh, Sean McVay right now is that Zach Evans is kind of like the next man up. He did lose out to Ronnie Rivers, but at the same time, it looks like and, and and from a, a card flippability standpoint, I'm always looking for a rookie that's going to get a new opportunity. You see people gambling on Tyson Badgen already. Like it's almost instantaneous when people hear about a quarterback getting injured, then they go buy him the, the backup running back, but they don't always necessarily do that for the running back right away uh, because of the volatility of the position. But at but when you and I know, and a lot of the guys out there that have been on the quest for a while know that it's all about the quick flip, right? We're we're always looking to buy and then immediately relist. And so it's all about how low can we buy into a player that could potentially get 15 to 20 carries this upcoming weekend. And if that's the case, maybe sprinkle in four or five targets. If he can just if he can just put up 75% of Kyron Williams production, <laughs> then that would be a huge win compared to what most of his cards are currently selling at. It's, it's not much of a selection though. I got to be honest with you right now. He's got his best card. Steve is the Panini black and he's wearing the, the stinking guardian cap and <laughs> pre preseason practice uniform Terrible. guardian cap. Terrible. Yeah. That's unfortunate, man. I mean, that's that's the only pro uniform. Well, sorry, pro uniform card he's got. Is there a mosaic, or is it is he in a college uniform? He was not printed in mosaic due to the draft oh, capital. Man. Yeah, that that just makes for a rough situation uh, for for uh, investing. Because if you look at it from the running back standpoint, you're looking for a, a quick flip, and a lot of times for a quick flip, you want like the most appealing situation possible, and having a college card of a guy that might be relevant maybe for two weeks or three, 
potentially is kind of a scary potential situation. So it is scary. It is scary. So invest at your own uh, or buy at your own risk, guys. I think invest with at your Zach own risk. Evans, this is a perfect guy that you might have pulled or been in a break and ended up stuck with this guy. And you're like, ah, now what am I going to do with this thing? Well, this is your chance. This is a chance to maybe get this guy listed if you got some of his cards already or find, like you said, uh, some deals on Com C where there's a access to having the card in hand right away. Or when I say on hand, I mean owning the card. Able to resell it. <laughs> right. Uh, because if you buy Zach Evans now, you won't have him till after Sunday, uh, which means you've missed on a week already. And they're on a buy next week. That's not a good combination for, for flippability. I'll tell you that right now. But again, Andy makes a good point. These are where these are the kind of opportunities that players do draw a lot of interest. And actually, very few times do people get these opportunities and make the most of them. But when they do, that's when you see these massive spikes. We've seen it with countless running backs over the past couple of years. We saw it with Ernest Johnson. Dearness Johnson becoming an overnight sensation. And as you can see, he's relegated to, I think, third string running back duties on the Jaguars now. But he had a, you know, rookie ticket auto that became a $100 card overnight. So that just goes to show you what the possibilities are. Yeah. And they're playing the Steelers this weekend, which a lot of people are like, oh, that's. That's that's a tough defense, but in fact, the Steelers' run defense has been pretty bad this year, Steve. They've been 27th in yards allowed per carry and 19th overall, so they've been a well below average run defense. And um, their obviously their pass rush, their their pass defense has been better in terms of pressure on the quarterback, sacking the quarterback, generating turnovers, but they're still 30th in yards allowed per pass. As they're playing soft and the run defense has not been great. So this does set up for a potential. I'm looking at Com C, Steve. I would say if it's not the Panini Black, I actually like this Luminance better. And here's a, a blue autograph Luminance numbered out of 50. You got the Rams logo, got the RC Shield, got Rookie Auto, which, man, his, his auto is super weird. Like... <laughs> That's that's a backwards E in the form of a number three with like a perfectly printed Z. That's such a strange auto. But for that reason, I think this card's really rare. And, and this card looks really nice in hand. I would snipe this on COMC for 12. It's actually less than $12 because I'm still not signed in because I I can't get to that verification code right now. Uh, that is that is a bummer. Shout out to Kamikaze. He resonates with us about the COMC verification code. But let's say... I think it's what ten percent lower than what it is, or five percent lower yeah, than what it is. Uh, it's probably like just over ten bucks. So, so right around ten bucks, getting a rookie auto out of fifty when this guy really doesn't have anything better than this right now in the market, unless it's a rare Panini Black RPA. And then you you've seen the photo quality that you're getting on that. So this is a much better card, in my opinion, with a lot less downside. I, honestly, this card is perfect. I'm kind of. I'm kind of bummed out about this verification code. I, I might have to let Steve run the show for a minute so I can access my other email to get, click to get the verification code. <laughs> Use your phone, man. Yeah. Uh, I did want to say, though, while we're talking about the Rams, 
I know uh, two weeks ago you and Carter were talking about um, talking about Stafford, and you know Stafford's played in 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 our division for most of his career. And let me just say, how can you not appreciate this guy? I mean, one of the toughest, absolute toughest guys on the field. This guy just takes abuse and doesn't even flinch. He just gets up, keeps playing. I've seen him throw touchdowns with dislocated shoulders. I mean, it, it, they don't get any tougher than that. And I, I think he does have some Hall of Fame potential for sure. And, uh, man, how about we like exciting teams, Andy? We like young, exciting teams. But I think the guys that got counted out this year, uh, probably they're one of those teams. And I, how can you not be excited about them this year? Yeah, especially when you have like fifth round Puka Nakua blowing up at the beginning of the season. That just reminds you how good Stafford is. And then Cooper Cup steps right back in and and he's back in a form. And, um, you know, yeah. And, and then it's like it reminds you like, oh, Sean McVay maybe have lost some of his creativity last year. And the whole team was obviously on a Super Bowl hangover. But uh, he does. Sean McVay does come from that whole Shanahan coaching, uh, Gary Kubiak coaching tree. So, you know, he is a good play caller. And I, I think that they are going to keep a balanced run game, uh, balanced game going forward to protect Stafford because Stafford is such a valuable weapon to them. And I'm looking at um, Cooper Cup right now, Steve, on our app, and he's starting to pop back up, man. Cooper Cup is starting to pop back up in uh in some of these cards and um it's good to see him come back into form man so i i think that's another reason why it's exciting to attack players on the rams it feels like they've got a bunch of upward potential to spike almost every week if if they're starting and getting opportunity in this rams offense i feel like you've got a pretty good shot to spike stafford uh passing wise uh yardage wise let's see i know he's up there third and he's only behind second by two i mean so he is definitely chucking the ball and he's chucking it a lot so uh the touchdowns will come he is kind of stuck behind a few of the guys in touchdowns but they've been succeeding a lot in the run game which is something they hadn't done in previous years the touchdowns will come especially now that cups back and uh they have more guys to lean on so stafford uh, if you're looking to maybe build the second half of your fantasy season up, you may want to look into him and uh, getting a guy or like guy like Ky- Kyron. If you're off to a great start, four and one or or four and two for that matter, go ahead and pick up a guy like him uh, for trade off some of your depth to a guy that really needs some running back help. Yeah, I never understood why these uh, tops finest, cr- the finest Chrome cards from uh, 2009 for Stafford sell for less than the Bowman Chrome and the Topps Chrome. I I guess maybe that's kind of like the mosaic of 2009. If you had to compare the values between like optic prism and mosaic, or maybe select range, you have that, um, that, that uh, base tops finest, but I like the field in the background, Steve, that's what makes it appealing to me. It has the field and it still has that big rookie card logo. The way that, they used to do it, which I, I like. I wish they would bring that back. I love that refractor, Andy, the finest refractor. Yeah, there's one with uh, some nice phone photography. I mean, getting that card for about 100 bucks with only 33 PSA 10s and 25 9s, 1.8. I mean, 
and and you see like the the um the price on that card uh it's got a really good good floor i mean someone bought it in a buy it now back in june 25th for 200 so i i think that's one of those cards where you're going to run into a stafford super collector big stafford fan and like yeah man there's only 33 psa 10s of this card in the whole world it, it does have a ton of eye appeal that's an you incredibly know. low number man that yeah, to be able to get that on on like in an auction that ended Monday, October 9th for 115, although that's higher than the two previous transactions, still I think a, a pretty solid deal. Like there's some nice opportunities on Stafford. Agreed. Agreed. I think there's probably not a guy that's a skill position guy on that team that is necessarily a bad play. I mean, that whole offense is arrow up right now. I'm see if they've got anything decent on COMC. You know, while you're looking at that, you know what really makes me sad? You know, I'm a Puka guy. What makes me sad is, you know, why did this guy have to pop off when there's no pro uniform cards of him available? So I can get one, you know, to, to get to the to put on the desk here for the for the display, man, because that's it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, you would have had to shell out some serious bucks. <laughs> You would have had to shell out some serious bucks for one of those turn of the century autos. Yeah. Uh you, we 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 know Derek we know Derek Richard wasn't he's he's shelling out the big bucks for Quinchin Judkins auto out of 499 for five bucks. Nice, man. Nice. He's he's living in the future, man. He's way ahead of us on that. You know, that's yeah. that's his cup of tea, man. He knows about those guys that uh you know, we'll be talking about a year or two from now. Hey, this is a big one, Steve. Kyler Murray is coming off the pup. He's about to return from IR. He was limited at practice today. They said that doesn't mean he's going to play this week, but that he should play by week eight, Steve. That is unbelievable that Kyler Murray is, is, is getting geared up to play eight, week eight. And I maybe I should believe it because I look at – Aaron Rodgers' new uh, injury timeline. And, I mean, this – I don't know what they're injecting in these guys. Some kind of peptides, some <laughs> some DNA, some uh, some testosterone. Who knows, man? But it's working. These guys are coming back this, this quick. Um, I have to pull up the Kyler market to see how it's reacting. But I, I've got to think that it's not too late to make a play and that it, his market – compared to daniel jones is probably still i don't know do you think his market is lower than daniel jones now or do you think it has bounced back up past daniel jones they're probably not too far off i don't think they're too far off there's definitely some people that are still holding on and rightfully so i mean he had uh you know a really good run there obviously before the addiction to video games or lack of caring about his team's play calling and all that other fun stuff, you know, football related stuff. But, you know, one thing I do think is good is, you know, they did actually improve their O-line this offseason. Clearly the defense is pretty good, Andy. They've stayed in games against some pretty tough teams. Their offense has kind of languished, but their run game, if you get Connor back, you get Kyler back, uh, they have decent skill position guys, and I think those are guys that also need to be looked at here as well as these this gentleman here. 
Yeah, man. And, and now we have even more relevant 2019 quarterbacks. We got Gardner Minshew going to start the rest of the season for the Colts. Uh, that's um, that's a big development, man, because AR was a poster boy. Just, a, you know, the flat, he was the poster boy for Panini coming in the 2023 draft class with those other guys having the Fanatics exclusive autograph contract and now AR's uh, stock has taken a hit this year. I've even saw some people. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little trolly, but it's true, right? He's got to learn to take hits better because he did get a fairly easy concussion, lost his balance, got like totally wiped, you know, feet wiped out from underneath him, and smacked his head on the ground, concussed. They never let a guy come back the next, the following week for that. Now, but AR was showing a lot of promise in the past game. He was showing a lot of promise with his legs. We knew that was going to be there. And and now he took uh, on a design run, takes a bad hit, uh, has to get shoulder surgery, season ending. Gardner Minshew coming into play, uh, Steve. And uh, these cards have gone up a little bit. Look at his base prism PSA 10. They went up 20%. And you're like, wow. But it, what? it went from $10 to $15 or actually – $25 went to about $25 from Dope. some that were going Dope. crazy low, Steve. $10 for a base prism PSA 10 back on August 8th. This was not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, the day of uh, that Anthony Richardson hurt his shoulder. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is kind of what if you look at the hobby and you look at where guys tend to put most of their money, and we've talked about this before, there is a genuine real reservation about guys that will put 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, or even if your budget's smaller, a hundred bucks on a guy that throws his body into linebackers at the quarterback position, justifiably so, because here you have probably one of the, you know, best physical specimens you've seen in the NFL in a long time. And a few games into his career, he's already out for the year. So that just goes to show you, man, that that it is a tough position and you got to be made of steel to be able to play it. So Kyler Murray, week eight, coming back. Uh, If you can get this base prism PSA 10 for under $40, I mean, look, heck, there was uh, an auction three days ago on Sunday, which is a perfect time to sell Kyler Murray, right? It was sell my Kyler Murray PSA 10 uh, in week six on, on, a, on game day. Like, well, come on, man. What? But anyways, yeah, you got it. This is obviously a consignment. So somebody sent them that card could have been, who knows, a state sale, who knows? And they said, Hey, you got to move this. And the guy said, all right, put it, put it in auction. I'll force a sale. They sold it for 21 bucks. And, and look, um, you had another one that same night, two minutes later, sell for $36. It looks like a little bit of a bidding war. He had two extra bids on that one. And uh, that's, I mean, it's not, not obviously not a ton, but look at where that card was, Steve. This time last year, $100. And it wouldn't take a whole lot to get it to 100 Now to get it back to 200 yeah, it would. But, you know, a, a couple of above average games or one really good game, I think you'd see that pretty close to that hundred again. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you would, man. I think you would. And they've got some good weapons. You Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson, uh, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride. 
So get speak, some production. Get that get James Conner back out there. Andy, uh, you know I'm a McBride guy. He was first tight end taken last year. And finally, some usage, Andy. Finally, he, he played a lot down the stretch last year because of Ertz being injured. But you saw him actually take the lion's share of the snaps at the tight end position this week, maybe indicating they could be prepping him for a more prominent role, I think. Yeah, and they could trade Zach Ertz with the trade deadline coming up and October 31st, so just another 13 days away, Steve. Yeah, and, you know, that's interesting because that's close and we haven't even really begin to talk about it. In fact, there hasn't actually been a whole lot of trade rumors quite yet, but what a better time to start speculating on our own. So I do, I do have, uh, I have a couple of trade rumors and, you know, obviously the Denver Broncos are prime candidates for trading right now. Um, you gotta think they are. I mean, it could be as much as Russell Wilson, right? I mean, he's gotta be, a potential trade candidate. Uh, he hasn't been playing too bad, but the Broncos are one in five and they're paying him an insane amount of money. Uh, and it would be nice to get some draft capital back for him. Either that or trade away Jerry Judy, uh, who is, who's due for a contract. Cortland Sutton uh, could save you like 14 million a year. So, I mean, like I'm looking at these guys that are, on this Broncos team, this might be time for, to to rebuild. None of these guys are Sean Payton guys either. So I got to think if Sean Payton's saying, "Well, hey, it's it's not me, man. We we got to rebuild. We got to we got to get rid of these some of these guys like Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy over there mocking Steve Smith. We can't be having this." You know what? Um, there's definitely two different ways to look at it, and I think there's probably a bit of truth to both. And I do think that they move a lot of their skill position guys, uh, the receivers primarily that are taking up a lot of money. And uh, Russ probably is stuck there because of the amount they're paying him, probably. Uh, but, yeah, the Sean Payton argument, unfortunately, is a valid argument, even though, you know, I don't necessarily have a reason to stick up for the guy. But to be fair, that – organization he had in uh, New Orleans was a lot of stuff that he built up over a few years versus like inheriting a whatever situation. You could call it good. You can call it bad. That's your opinion. But I think they keep the O-line in the running game because that's actually pretty decent. But I mean, Judy definitely has potential, but you know, is Steve Smith right, Andy? I mean, I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I think he is too, man. I think he's I think Judy's a jag. And I you know, and I think that he relies too heavily on what people think about him and that he's good. He he hasn't really gone out and shown people that he is, even though a lot of people treat him like he's still like wide receiver one type guy. He's hasn't shown it at all. And uh maybe that could be honestly that's the kind of guy that could go to a team like the Chiefs and be a difference maker. Well, or the Chargers, right? Uh, <laughs> Filthy says Jerry Judy to the Pats. Derek says the Broncos saved $26 million cutting Wilson after this year. So I think if you're if you're betting, like if you're buying a guy, like so you could be you could target it, Steve, right? You could try and target the guy that's already on the team that's going somewhere. 
or you could target the guy that's behind him on the depth chart on the team already that's going to then become the starter once the current starter gets traded. So that would be, man, and people got excited about this guy last year. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. And Mims. (laughs) And Marvin, yep, and Marvin Mims, man. Yep, we were definitely excited about Marvin Mims, and he hasn't been getting hardly any targets, uh, and the snap share is low, and that's because of, you know, the the current usage and depth charts situation. So, um, let's, uh, let's, I mean, he's definitely the rookie to make a play on, Steve. When you look at the draft cap, the second round draft capital, there is a lot of, hey, this guy can take the top off a of defense, man. He's got the speed. He's electric. And if he becomes a starter, his cards are going to go through the roof because he's also a rookie and he has limited sports card supply. And he's got that one thing that everybody craves, whether you're in fantasy and cards or either just one or the other. Big play ability. Mm. That is what everybody wants. They want that highlight real play, and that drives a lot of excitement. That'll drive somebody out to a buy it now auction. That'll drive someone out to the waiver wire. That'll drive someone out to the trade page and try to get him from you or vice versa. So that is a pretty big deal. And I've heard from a lot of different sites that most likely both both wide receivers on the Broncos ahead of him will probably get traded. Yeah. Marvin Mims right now, to your point, Steve, he has a 24.6 yards per reception average on on 12 targets uh, and and that he converted 10 receptions. So when he goes off, he's going to go off big, man, because it's going to be big plays. It's going to be deep plays. Uh, But he he can obviously step into a much higher targets per route run, much higher route share. And uh, target share bec- if 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 Jerry or Sutton uh, were to get traded. So um, there's not a whole lot of cards as you're seeing here on eBay, and I'm not crazy about this one at 22 now. It, is that is that that's not mine? Is oh it is <laughs> that is mine. Steve. <laughs> that is mine. Hey, full transparency here, guys. I, I did not realize it was mine until we clicked it, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not a fan of the 2210, but then I feel like I looked at Mims on stream with you guys in the past couple weeks. No, I, you probably have it at like 1999, and it got marked up by uh, by eBay or by uh, by not being logged in. I might have to reprocess that thing as a lead, but it looks you know good, what? Steve. It's funny because before you said that, I was actually about to say – because it's one of his only pro uniform cards, because it's a color match, I think it's actually probably the nicest one on the page there. Unfortunately, that being said, uh, it is priced as such because there's just not a lot of other good options. That's right, baby. We're going to flip that thing if they trade Judy or Sutton. Uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I think Rage is, uh, Rage is here for it, too. He's ready to talk about it. Todd Gurley style. He's a prime Todd Gurley style, or better yet, prime Devonta Freeman fantasy chart topping day style. Oh, so, man. Steve, uh, hit us with the um, – this This is going to be fun. Hit us with your top 10 running backs, right? Are you doing weekly order or are you going for the season right now? Are you going to – hit us yeah, with I've your running back rankings. Yeah, I've got them pulled up um, season totals right now so 
Let's see. I'll do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, we'll go twelve, just because uh, usually there's at least ten or twelve teams in your league. So McCaffrey still holding down the top spot. Mostert not far behind. Could you imagine telling someone that Raheem Mostert would be the second running back on the board through six weeks? A lot of people wouldn't believe you. Uh, Kyron Williams, three, but he's hurt. Slowly creeping up the ladder. Andy Travis Etienne, a guy we both like. Devin Achan, number five, despite playing, what, two, three games? Something like that. Uh, Zach Moss, very nice at number six, probably a guy that's going to get traded. Kenneth Walker, seven. I think that he will continue to climb that ladder as the season goes on. Henry, eight. David Montgomery, nine. We know that he didn't get much done this week because of his injury. He could easily be in the top five, if not for that. Swift, 10. And then uh, honorable mentions at 11 and 12. Brian Robinson, Bijan Robinson. Nice, man. So so check this out, all right? Um, I've got a few different guys here pulled up. So let's pull up what Todd Gurley's rookie ticket autos are selling for right now. PSA 10. Here's an auction two days ago talking about some, uh, I guess you call him retired. Yeah, I mean, his knees won't let him play anymore, so he's got to be retired. Um, uh, rookie auto PSA 10 closed an auction two days ago for $41. You have a raw wow. one rookie ticket auto, $20. Buy it now. That is not... Just dirt cheap, like give it away free. And then you've got Devonta Freeman, which you could uh, get his rookie cards from 2014 here. Uh, Tops Chrome Rookie Auto. That's a wonderful on-card rookie card for $15 or a National Treasures booklet with the big patch and the on-card rookie auto out of 99 for 20 bucks. And, and those are cards you could buy right now. And then it's like, okay, well... How closely correlated is uh, player performance to the sports card market? And uh, I hear uh, these running backs and stuff aren't aren't flippable, uh, even even especially as as the guys get older and they're still active. Well, here's some Raheem Mostert data for you guys. What about a PSA eight rookie ticket auto selling right now for a hundred dollars? This sold for a hundred dollars yesterday in a buy it now. And then you had an auction today of a raw one with with a questionable corner here that sold for $66 in auction today. Now, Steve, if we go back before the season, what do, what do you think the lowest price is we're going to find on a Raheem Mostert? Before the season? In the past 90 days. In the past 90 days. 15 or 20 bucks, maybe? Yeah. Yep, fifteen fifteen dollars before the season. So the person that bought Raheem Mostert just bullish on the Dolphins as as a whole. Like, remember, I was buying Tua and Waddle. I should have been I should have been attacking the entire offense. Um, I should have been saying, okay, well, if I'm going to buy Tua, then not only am I going to buy Waddle and I'm going to buy Tyreek Hill, no matter how like you know painful that may be to me just because i mean i'll tyree kills a great player but i think he's kind of obnoxious the way the way he is like off the field and uh but some people may some people may roast me in the chat for that 
Um, and then, like, I should have been also attacking the running game. That should have been Moster. Jeff Wilson would have missed out on, but now he's coming back, and I'm sure Jeff Wilson will have some weeks. And then A-Chain went off, man. And so I had some nice flips for A-Chain. I know some guys that had some nice flips first. So, But I should have been attacking that entire offense um, to really stack that stack that bet. You know, here's the thing. and I know that uh, football more than any other segment of the hobby is relevancy. Hyper-relevancy is very a sensitive thing for active players. Even the guys uh, like Tom Brady, you know, will have a steep drop-off after they stop playing. That's really just the reality of it. But, but you know, the guys that are um, that leave a nice trail behind them and are memorable at their position, guys like uh, Tomlinson, Frank Gore. If you actually go back and look up something as simple as, like, an auto, something as simple as, like, a refractor of their rookies, much more scarce cards and actually have a lot of value even to this day, even despite the fact that they haven't played in quite a long time. Mm, 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 mm. Diamond dogs. Oh, we got a Carson Cruz sighting in the, in the chat, man, dude, Carson, you wrote us a book here, man. All right, let me take a deep breath. I'm going <laughs> to, I love your comment, though. I'm loving the first bit of it. He said he recently scooped up a couple dozen Nico Collins Silver Prism Opticolo serial numbered color prism rookies for one to three each. What are your thoughts on him being the long term WR1 for Stroud, Houston? Well, Carson, you know our thoughts, man. You know our thoughts. Uh, it, he's been an alpha. He was misused at Michigan. We liked him whenever he was a rookie the second year. They just had Brandon Cooks. There wasn't the opportunity. The offensive scheme was ran by a, a either no coach or Lovey Smith. I mean, it was like uh, uh, every game was a slog and a grind, and you had a combination of Davis Mills or Tyrod or yeah Tyrod Taylor for a time period. Steve, I feel like there's probably two other backup quarterbacks coming in there but yep. now stroud is a he's a true gunslinger man he's a true gunslinger this team is aggressive and they they uh they want to win games you got some creativity there they're giving them some big boy passes and um he nico is feasting man so i think the nico i think nico's prices are going to continue to go up because they were so low it's like you know they were like kyron williams prices except nico's a wide receiver um plays a different role for a different team. So I like his ability to sustain his growth and continue building upon it into next year. Yeah. Could you imagine Andy, what his prices would be if he was a rookie this year or as or he was a rookie last year, you know, unfortunately that, you know, little two years of being stagnant does hurt a little bit, but on the flip side, as we've shown, that presents a entry opportunity for guys that you have good faith in that uh, you think will pop off at some reason. Uh, Corey, man, Corey comes in the chat with a great reminder for everybody to buy Nick Chubb. I wonder what the Nick Chubb rookie auto market looks like. I mean, he's got a pretty rare rookie auto market, Steve, from 2018. Just the Prism Silvers alone from 2018, Steve, are pretty rare. I was looking and uh, right after he got hurt, and there's still a lot of people that are buying hard, man. There's people that are still buying hard. So uh, people do realize how good he is, and 
you know, of all the active running backs, has probably the, been the most consistent and the most likely to be a Hall of Fame type running back. All right, so we've got a buy it now today of an elite draft picks. That's in the Georgia uniform. Yeah, draft picks out of 20, horizontal format, sticker rookie auto, $51. These are are draft picks uh, cards. Here's a leaf slabbed one that's from Prestige. It does have a rookie card shield, but sticker auto numbered out of 10, $65. Look, Andy, how... I'm not gonna lie. That that's uh, I realize that that's a uh, that's an honors one of one, but that seems like a good buy, honestly, at that price. Though, ah uh, man, I think that's even cooler when it's it's got the uh, handwritten buyback one of or honors whatever you call it one of one on the front of it. And these are on card rookie autos. I think the gold vinyl uh, finish is probably the sickest finish. Of all, you just know when you see that gold vinyl finish, you know, it just immediately like, oh, crap, there's something really nice. You know, you know, that's like one of the best cards in the entire hobby. So and start popping off the page. Yeah, immediately. It doesn't matter who the player is. You see that gold vinyl um, and it, it starts popping. But it but it's it's it is pretty wild uh, to see the prices that Chubb is still selling for now. I've got to think that they can go even lower than this. As you know, we're getting into this uh, holiday season here, Steve. And I like to remind people that basketball season, I only pay attention to this for buying football cards. Basketball season starts next week. Yeah. And we're in the baseball playoffs right now. So there is eyes other places. But uh, I think that honestly, we're just heating up with football. You know, there's there's not any guys or any teams that are running away with this thing. There's a couple of uh, one-loss teams, but it's it's still a point where just about anybody except the Panthers are are still in it. So. All right, Steve. Um, what what are we at on wide receivers? I want to hear the updated wide receiver rankings this week, uh, week seven. Let's have a gander here. All right, Tyreek Hill at one. I think we expected that. Stefan Diggs, two. DJ Moore, three. Keenan Allen, four. Adam Thielen, five. A couple of old heads holding it down. A.J. Brown, six. Jamar Chase, seven. Puka Nakua, eight. Justin Jefferson, nine. Nico Collins, boom, number 10. And Devontae Adams, Amon Ra, 11 and 12. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson's is gonna he's going to continue to fall off of that. He'll probably be up there for one more week and Jordan Addison did come through with a touchdown. He got their team's only offensive touchdown. So that's saying that's saying something, even though TJ Hawkinson, you like just like you called it last week, Steve, which we are going to be looking at our pick underdog pick them results. We had some interesting results. You might want to stay tuned for it. And then some bets we're making this week. But um, TJ Hawkinson was the target leader there, man. And uh, yeah, you know, the two names that that jump out at me because that that we saw slide like everybody we should have known we should have always been drafting Stefan Diggs and Devonte Adams and Tyree Kill like as early as you want to as you can get them in the first round but yet some of the you know especially Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs 
slid into the beginning to middle of second round. You and I saw it. Even Tyree Kill. I remember a draft you were in. You were like so pumped. You got Tyree Kill at like pick seven or eight. You know, that that was happening there as well. It's just like um it's crazy. Now now you see these guys on top. Uh, so I've got to pull up here um Stefan Diggs next to so let me pull up Stefan Diggs rookie ticket autos. You just saw what we were looking at with the running backs. So I want to see what Stefan Diggs is doing, Steve. Oh, damn. Well, that's out of 23. But yeah, co- college ticket auto. Uh, you have a lot of, but I mean, look at this horizontally formatted tops inception. This isn't serial numbered. I don't think these patches from tops were. And sets like this, I don't think they're any better than what Panini's doing. At least it's two colors. Although I think that's actually game worn. Let's see. The relic contained in this card is not from any specific uh, game, event, or season. Hmm. Yeah. Well, when, uh, when not, in but... 2014 and 2015, I find a lot of because I'm a Mike Evans super collector, so like. I find a lot of Mike Evans patches and and 2015 patches that really from tops that really seem a lot like Panini patches today. Not gonna lie. At least the like I said, at least the patch is nice, and you have have some nice stitching on there even, but not bad. I mean, I think that the fact that it's uh, horizontal hurts it just a hair, but. Yeah, and in fact, I mean, you see his rookie ticket autos are pretty rare. When people are spending 25 on a that Prism Draft Picks rookie or his college ticket auto, it doesn't even say – it does have RC Shield, but it's a season ticket college college season ticket auto for $55. Uh, that's pretty – $55 for, for that kind of car is pretty impressive. Um, I've also noticed a little uptick this week in Khalil Shakir – and which is wild because this you see this auction sold yesterday for three dollars and 51 cents but i saw a buy it now sold of the horizontally formatted rookie ticket auto from last year of cleo shakir sell for 30 dollars. i know that's the short print steve but it's like it's horizontal is it really that much rare than the regular rookie ticket i don't know it's 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 de- I know people are definitely buying the Bills passing game over the run game. Let me tell you that. And and the Bills fan base is growing, and so people will pay up for some of these Bills players, especially if they're having these spike games. Yeah, I mean, uh, even if Shakir doesn't really do a whole lot, you're not you're not in too deep if you're getting it for under five bucks. Devonte Adams rookie auto, and then Keenan Allen was the other one that jumped off to, uh, at me, Steve, because I mean we 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 knew he was capable of being up there, but it was a matter of him staying healthy. And so far, he's been the one consistent thing in that offense. If if anything is Herbert that's letting Keenan Allen down, Keenan Allen's been able to take everything Herbert's given him. Plus, yeah, he's missed, right? He missed him a little bit. He missed him, man. He missed him. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you you said originally, but then you did take it back about Quentin Johnston. So I know that there was a lot of hype around him, but you did take it back very early in the game. So good for you on that. 
uh, <laughs> what, after we saw yeah. like one preseason game, I was like, eh. you, you know yeah. why? You know why I was originally on him because of the draft capital. Yeah. I, I mean, D- Derek out there, man, he's like, no, no, no. Quinn, Quinn Johnson's got the higher draft. You got to draft him over a chain. Got to draft him over a chain. He's got the draft capital. Uh, I remember being in a, in a rookie draft, asking for his advice, and he said, "Go with the draft capital, follow the draft capital." And and here comes, you know, fifth round Pook and Nakua. Here comes Devin A. Chain. Now now Zach Evans is going to make a name. Watch Sean Tucker make a name for himself later in the season. Uh, <laughs> who else am I? Who else am I, 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 I might have been one of the only uh, Keenan Allen truthers that was just saying, just stick with the man. He's he's. I've had him on my keeper team since he was just about a rookie. Man, I would never plan on getting rid of that guy. And Keenan Allen shares a rookie year with the one and only Travis Kelsey, now world famous. Of course, Kansas City made uh, made made short work last Thursday night. Uh, you know, and 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 at home with with Taylor Swift uh, hanging out with Mama Kelsey, of course. And you got some pretty impressive Keenan Allen solds here, man. Well, that's I mean, that's a sick card. That that's a grail card right there. That, and that I mean, it, there's a lot going on there, Andy. The guy he's still on his rookie team. How rare is that? And, yeah. and how rare is it that that card is literally a jersey match? Yeah, Keenan Allen's always been a great separator, man. Great route runner. This guy uh, gets work done. Um, he's funny, too. Uh, so I think Keenan Allen's just like a fun player to buy into. I, I kind of want to have more Keenan Allen in my collection, even though I might be buying up a little bit. Like, let's look at the chart for Keenan Allen. I mean, obviously, you can't compare him to Kelsey, even though Kelsey is another guy, like you mentioned, that's been on the same team his entire career. You know, it's like buying Mike Evans. It it would be devastating for one of these three guys to get traded. You know, I can't imagine what Green Bay fans were feeling like when Devontae got traded. I don't know if they ever, oh, man. you know, f- felt like he was going to be a uh, a lifer. I got obviously you think Travis Kelsey's going to be a lifer. You would think that Keenan Allen is a lifer at this point, but with the wide receiver position like this, without the rings there. Uh, well, you know, obviously Mike's got a ring now, but um, without the rings there for Keenan Allen, it's it's interesting. They could go someplace. Obviously, Kelsey's just uh, dominating. Uh, and I pulled Mike in there, too. Let me get him out of there. But Kelsey's obviously dominating the sold volume. He's also got a much higher population. Like, look at his PSA 10, Steve. Let's pull on the pop here. 575 Topps Chrome PSA 10s for Travis Kelsey. Um 31% PSA 10 hit rate. So hard to get tens on these raw 2013 tops chromes. Uh right around one one year high. So he's doing a, about what he did in the Super Bowl right now. That's a little, I guess you call it Taylor Swift effect right there. Oh, for uh, sure. <laughs> compared that, to compared thing, to Keenan Allen. Compared to Keenan Allen, who's only got 89 of these things, so that's why you're getting the 56% PSA 10 hit rate. That's a small sample size anomaly, I think. And then, uh, yeah, th- third is 61 9s, 38%, and 6 8s. But look, I mean, you could get one right now for under $50. 
You can probably get one right now for under fifty dollars. There's a buy it now win October first for fifty, but thirty uh, on the third too, man. Yeah, thirty dollar auction on the third, much lower. So I think there's a there's there's obviously like I've always thought this when you looked at Geno Smith and we were on Geno Smith, um, and I did flip like a lot of my Geno Smith cards. I w- I'm still holding I think one rookie auto, rookie ticket auto, and I'm holding another one. Uh, and I should have got, I, I got some offers, but I was like, nah, you know what? I got them so cheap though. I mean, there's still a lot of season left for Gino and the Seahawks. Kenneth Walker is playing incredible. They're doing a lot for him. He looks awesome. But, um, I, yeah, I, I digress. Steve, there's a big opportunity for 2013 guys like Keen and Gino, these guys that aren't Travis Kelsey to buy the raw cards and submit them and try and get tens. It's, it's tough to grade them, though, right, Steve? When you're looking on eBay, you're looking on CMC to grade these raw cards. Yeah, that's tough, man. How do you do that? Yeah, but uh, you know, here's the here's the cool thing is, um, you know, look at how dominant both of these guys are, and you could make the argument that it's worth every penny, even though some of their cards are a little pricey, not as much Allen as Kelsey, but. I mean, heck, there's there's cards of guys that are just out now that will probably never amount to anything that are as much as both of these guys. So uh, it's it's a solid buy from a PC perspective. Prism Auto, thirty five bucks, man. That's there's guys out there from the twenty twenty three class right now that you can buy college uniform cards of for that price, or you could buy this, you know. And second at- year Prism, second year Prism. The thickness, the quality of this card is awesome. And you've got an incredibly rare rookie Prism Auto that you picked up for 35 bucks. I mean, the, the Russell Wilson base Prism Raw from 2012 is $35. Which one would you rather have? The Keenan Allen Prism Rookie Auto or the Russell Wilson Raw base Prism? And if Herbert's only going to keep ascending... Uh, as the season goes on, you got to feel good about Keenan Allen. I mean, the man had a 40 point game early in the fantasy season already. Yeah. When you talk about rest of season league winners, it would be Keenan Allen, obviously in, in, and this is what's, this is what is like nice about the cards, right? If, if you talk to a fantasy owner and they have Keenan Allen, they are not going to sell him to you right now. <laughs> There's no way in hell they sell him to you especially with the Chargers' difficulties on defense. Uh, they are not going to sell them to you. So um, I would I, I would say the play on Keenan Allen is almost optimal in sports cards. You could buy him for cheaper in sports cards than you could in fantasy. Like if we looked at Keenan Allen's DraftKings pricing this week for daily fantasy – uh, I got to go pull him up now because I'm guessing he's probably going to be in like that 7,500 range when Jeff- Justin Jefferson's like 9K if he was in there. But let's say like uh, Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, um, Cooper Cup, those guys will probably be in that, you know, 8 to 9K range. And I guarantee you uh, Keenan Allen will be right there. And he's got a lot of sports card benefits to him with that whole quality of t- 2013, how you can get him kind of cheap on some of them. And you can um, you can grade them. Um, I mean, they just have some nice like stability. Yeah, and we we talked about the rankings. He's the fourth overall, and he's 
had a bye week already. So got to feel good, man. You got to feel good about it. All right, Steve. Are there any more major injury takeaways or um, rankings that you wanted to go over real quick before we power through the rest of the the week seven slate? Uh, Let's see. We did running back and receiver. We might as well do the quarterbacks. Do the 12. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And I'll pull up the um, the PFF finishes that we we did when you're going through those. All right. We got Josh Allen at one. No surprise there. Tua, two. No surprise there. Hertz, three. I think you're seeing after the first few weeks, cream kind of rising to the top a bit. You know, you had some more obscure guys through the first couple weeks, but Cousins, four. Mahomes, five. Goff, six. Only two points separate Goff, Mahomes, and Cousins. Kind of cool. Herbert, slowly climbing up at seven. Russell Wilson, somehow up there at eight. Purdy at nine. He could be working his way down that ladder, though, Andy, after what we saw this week. Howell at 10. And then you've got C.J. Stroud, Fields, 11 and 12. Mm, it's wild, man. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. But you, I, I love the, this this view because you can kind of see the guys, how they've dipped. And we we noted that, I mean, there was a crazy dip there on Justin Fields. I know. Shout out, shout out to our guy Taps, man, because he just said, no, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to buy the fact that he's bad at all and he was buying all through weeks two and three like bought a he bought a justin fields uh, downtown i think it might have even been psa 10 if i if i remember correctly for like 550 dollars or something it was like just i mean he was just smashing the auctions just continuously so i and then and then he spiked and then and and then he had you know the two good weeks and now He's got the thumb, so now he's going to dip back down. I mean, this guy's almost as volatile as a running back, but, man, the ups are super high, and then the dips are pretty low. So it's it's kind of it's kind of wild to watch the, how these players can swing on a weekly basis um, in football card values. At the same time, you know, it's so it's directly correlated, man, pretty much with the performance. Now you got to ask yourself, is Fields going to present another buying opportunity with most likely a miss of this week and maybe one or two more weeks, depending on how bad the dislocated thumb is. And, uh, you know, if not, his prices will stay the same. That might make some good listing opportunities or in some cases buying opportunities, as you saw uh, a week two finish and a week one finish back to back. Hmm. All right, so what do we got for um, tight end? Tight ends, you say. All right. All right, here we go. We got Kelsey up at the top with Laporta. They were switching. They were uh, Laporta was actually first the previous week. Andrews, Hawkinson at a close three and four. Komet, now not far behind Hawkinson at five. Schultz, Kittle. Evan Ingram and Johnu Smith, and then you've got Dallas Goddard and Kyle Pitts, who are quickly rising the ranks. And those are guys that, if you can buy cheap, 
you may want to now. And I don't mean just in the card aspect. I mean, in your leagues, you may be able to go and trade for those guys uh, if you can get them at a value. Yeah, man. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. That's a, uh, that's a good formula for future success right there, man. I, you know, I was sitting right behind Sam Laporta at the Bucks game. And it was interesting, man, to watch him because he would come out of the game. He'd rest. Uh, he would sit down. He was using one of those massage guns to like massage the back of his leg and stuff. And then they brought him in. They brought him in off the field. I wouldn't have noticed this if I was watching the TV because first I would have been watching Red Zone. And then they're not going to like they're not showing you how the players are running on and off the field. You got to rely on uh, going to um, follow some like accounts on on Twitter that share snap counts every drive of players, right? And <laughs> you got to be watching like the all 22 accent, the uh, footage or just like watching that game and they happen to show it. But Laporta came into the game a couple times. He came into the game only for them to directly scheme him a touchdown pass. <laughs> it didn't, uh, didn't necessarily get converted, but that was hit the intent for Sam Laporta's like he is a high value weapon to the lions, man. This guy, if there's uh, if there's any dip on him uh, that you can find below comps, I would absolutely be buying it. And if you're ripping them out of a pack, I mean, that's, those are guys you definitely want to list like 20 to 30% higher than what the comps are today, because we're looking at a playoff lions team right here and, Steve and I were talking about it before, man. I mean, the, these Lions fans are convinced this is their year. I, I got to agree with them. I mean, I, I, I got to agree with them, man. Yeah, they look good. Again, Laporta probably going to be one of the harder ones to find a deal on <clears throat> of that grouping. Uh, but there's definitely some guys, Goddard, on a team that's only got one loss, and he's just coming back to form. And Pitts, who basically has been, you know, asleep at the wheel or the team's been asleep at the wheel on him for the last two seasons. Now putting two top 10 outings together in back-to-back weeks. Now's the time. Cause I mean, they're actually throwing 30 plus times a game and that's pretty much what you're going to need to get some uh, productivity out of them. All right. So, you know, the matchup we all want to ask about, we all want to see man. And it's the future matchup, not week seven, but it's the lions at the Cowboys. Unless, like, for some chance it is, but this <laughs> it's it's Jared Goff versus uh, Dak Prescott. All right, Dak Prescott is actually on the upward trend now after this past week. Man, he's on the upward trend. I am not sold, Steve, and I gotta think that if if Dak's cards are going up, like on this Prism PSA ten, here to a trend of of two forty two. That that there's no way this is this something's wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, that looks like a silver prism PSA 10. It does, and it says buy it now, but something ain't adding up, man. Somebody paid eleven hundred. No way. That that uh yeah, there's something very odd there. So that was skewing the date, totally skewing the data from the out the outside perspective. All right, so the more average transaction for for Dak right now but look at the difference 131.50 last friday now 150 tuesday uh night after that monday night win over the chargers so 
you know, if I, if I can get Jared Goff around that deck, not it's going to be tough, man. Look at this. Wednesday, buy it now on Goff. Prism, PSA 10, 250 So he's mm-hmm. he's now a full $100 more than, than Dak for the Prism PSA 10. People are, people are starting to really buy into Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know someone uh, earlier in the chat said something about uh, you know, that using our advice has been helpful. If you've been following long enough, you know that you could have got in on this card probably for what, Andy? What was it uh, about a year and a half ago? Maybe $30? Well, the 52-week low is $61. Look at this time last year, this uh, $61 card. Um, that was before they took oh, off there at the end of the season. Uh, you know, he started having a good, you know, they started finally putting it together there towards what, the end 31, of the season. 31. Yeah. Look at these 31s, man. November. I mean, th- and so that's why, like, Goff wasn't playing terrible, but there were ups and downs and they were struggling and they were still losing the games. Well, this year they're they're winning the games, man. Mm-hmm. They might have some close games, but then they're they're pulling away. They're continuing to produce and they're winning the games. And the Lions are now looking like one of the premier teams to beat in the NFC. And especially after a week where you have both the Eagles get knocked off by the Jets and the 49ers get knocked off by the Browns, it only makes the Lions stand out even more, you know? Um, So. And they are, I mean, honestly, I, I really thought full transparency that game against Tampa would be much closer. The Tampa defense is not bad, but that's just a testament to how good golf played. I know last year your biggest critique of him was his QBR under pressure, which is actually like 20-something points higher this year than it was last year. So he's definitely figured out whatever that issue was. (laughs) Phil, he said this is a scoff at golf free zone. That's right. No scoffing right. in here. All right, man. Let's um let's hop into this. Let's hop into this week seven slate. See if we can put in a couple slips in. I've got a couple favorites. I've got some interesting uh tidbits to share about underdog fantasy in the week seven slate. Uh so I think we go ahead and hop into that, Steve, after a a, a word from our friends at nooffseason.com. What's up, Football Card Quest? I'm Paul Hickey, co-host of the Sports Card Strategy Show right here on the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network. Be sure to check out our other great shows on the network by visiting NoOffSeason.com. And of course, check out all the great content that Andy's putting out at FootballCardQuest.com to help you make money flipping football cards to fund your PC, fund your life. All right, everybody, here's Football Card Quest. That's right, guys. Uh, right there in the banner, you can see it. Keep them web app. Uh, I get asked this question in the um, in the comments section a lot. If you guys want to get access to this app that we're looking at, the historical graded card data and the comparing and the hype index is in here and everything, go to that website, footballcardquest.com, and click that button in the, in the top right that says Go Premium. Yes, sir. Andy, before we get too far off of that page, there is one matchup I want to talk about, and since you had the Keep Him Web app open, I want to see Goff and Lamar Jackson comps. Because I know the big topic between me, you, and Carter was 
how good Lamar was going to be this year. And I think I was the only opposing voice there. And uh, now we get to see him play each other this week. Well, let's check on that. So we've got to pick a card that's comparable between the two because Lamar's got more cards than than Goff. Yeah, there's the Don, there's the Donruss, there's the op, two optics. Yeah, we could do the Donruss. All right, all right. So the the um, that's the that's got the most sold volume for Lamar too, and it's it's down right now about thirty percent. Uh, if we look at the let's just go out to the one year chart. Yeah, he's actually down quite a bit, man. He he's actually dipped quite a bit the past week or so. Look at that pop. What? Yeah, a little uh, pop here. In the last day or so, we had a sixty-five dollar course. It's a couple buy it now, seventy-one dollar buy it now, sixty, and a sixty-five dollar buy it now. So, yeah, some some nice um, buy it nows after a bunch of auctions, as you can see, even one as low as thirty-six dollars. That's a good. And a good you got a look at the look at the population on this PSA ten <laughs> though, man, five thousand four hundred and ninety. Yeah, I mean, everyone that owns that card submitted it. It seems like. 5,490 compared to the Jared Goff based Donruss that has only 511. Oh, man. I mean, just a night and day population report difference on a base card, man. So that's what that's how you could almost paint an argument that Jared Goff has got some more room to grow. But now, I mean, they are. That's why they were such. I mean, we just couldn't bring it up every week enough like if you go back to all our streams before the season started how many times we recommended to buy jared goff it was probably just it's once a week i mean <laughs> we could probably make an entire video and it'd be strung together all different clips of us recommending buy jared goff and then we'd make an entire video of 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 that but um yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to see like the the price difference, and they were at the same price as the Lamars are now. Like they were in that thirty five to forty five dollar range, you know, July thirteenth, July twenty first, thirty dollars, thirty dollars, fifty two week low, nine ninety nine. Yeah, pe people re really believe in. Look, look how reactionary this is. September fifth, September sixth, September tenth. And, you know, it's it's not a sexy it's not a sexy play because he's not the rookie, he's not the second year guy. Uh, but what is sexy about it? I mean, he does throw a good fastball, and uh, he does kind of look like Ryan Gosling. So, um, and uh, you know, he's um, he's got the weapons, man. They've got the weapons. They've got the line. They've got the creative play calling. Uh, it's it's just man, it's it's good stuff, man. Carson said, are there any defensive players to buy on the Lions? Yeah, man. Diamond hit it on the head. Hutchinson is probably uh, the main one. He's Yep, Aiden Hutchinson. The upside to be, you know, the next Bosa on the edge there. Yeah, I, I would even say buy Brian Branch because he's been really good whenever he's healthy and he's in there. Um, I also like just buying the, the linebacker, Jack Campbell. You know, his snap share hasn't been that high. Like they've kind of eased him in. Like his snap share, I think at most has been like 50%. Um, and this is like I only know this because we have a couple dynasty leagues that Steve is actually in a couple of them where we have full defensive rosters. Like we have yeah. to start every week. You've got to start a defensive lineman, a linebacker, 
a defensive back, and then you get three defensive flex positions. So it's fun because I've got the scoring to where if they get a sack, they get an interception, it's ba- they're basically scoring like a touchdown for a skill position player. That's their touchdown, man. That's their that's what they got to get, you know. It, so. it is. It, it, it's fun because it does add a nice, uh, you know, change of pace to the to the game. I had uh, Harrison Smith and uh, and uh, what's his name, the the D back for the the Bucks uh, score thirty points each two weeks ago for me. I mean, you get a pick for a touchdown and a forced fumble and all these some crazy point totals that can go into these things. So. It, does, it adds a whole new dynamic rather than just saying, hey, I have uh, Team A's defense. You actually have, like, a guy from each position, and that makes it a whole lot more fun. Filthy said a last-minute Parsons sack won him his matchup last week. That's awesome. I know, man. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it is tougher to keep up with because I'll tell you what, like, I've been on the, the weekly report for having the highest amount of defensive points on my bench <laughs> like i realized i had Devon, uh levante david on my bench last week i didn't realize uh, it but um he put up 20 points in this past game just with like tackles alone he got one sack so he got that touchdown and he got a bunch of tackles so it's like his yardage um but uh but yeah yeah it was um it's fun man there's a lot of a lot of fun guys so jack campbell's a guy to invest in on the lions defense as well who's got that draft capital. So he's printed in all the product and you can easily, you can easily get on them. Since since we're talking lions, I know that this is going to be, this will resonate with you because this is a topic we talked about during the draft this year. And I said, lions need to go draft Devin Witherspoon. I think you probably agreed. And then they took Jameer Gibbs in retrospect, seeing what the lions have done basically without Jameer Gibbs. Don't you think that that probably would have been a much better pick for them? Yeah, yeah, it, it would have. <laughs> I mean, that it guy would've. is, you know, maybe the uh, only shining star on that defense for the for the Seahawks right now. Yeah, man, he's good. He's gonna. He's definitely making a run for DPOY. In fact, um, you know, I'm gonna look up uh, rookie of the year Vegas odds right now because I want to see how that line has shifted. But I I I will agree with Filthy here. He said uh Alexander Anzalone been looking good too. Yeah and I saw him down there in person. He's one of the bigger beefier guys on the defense. He looks jacked man. This guy looks like a freaking Viking or something. It's like all these Viking looking players on the Lions. <laughs> like I mean dude, Matthews it's crazy, you know. You got a center named Ragnow, and you got you know Penny Sewell's a nice buy. Oh, too, honestly, such a beast, man. The, those freak of nature O linemen actually have a hobby segment, Andy. They have a huge hobby segment. I mean, look at Jason Kelsey autos, and I mean that's obviously the top end. Joe but Thomas we... is arguably one of the most uh, valuable non defensive or uh skill position guys that's that's out there he's actually a very sought after guy so and and you were telling me earlier that um before the stream we were talking about the bears of course and he you were telling me about how jaylon johnson is on the trade block because they can get so much for him it's like every time they have a good 
he's been one of the highest graded uh, defensive backs by PFF uh, actually this year. So he's doing really well. And um, Jaquan Brisker, he's pretty decent too. And I think they're thinking about trading Jalen Johnson. I think that might be a move the Bears make. And they already get, right now they're projected to get the top two picks Hmm. because they get the number one from Carolina and they got that in the bag. And then they've got their first round pick, which would be number two. So I don't know what they do with them. I I mean, this this is crazy. Like, as you know. But Jalen Johnson, I think he's probably got a pretty decent market as well. You know, he's, you know, he's, you know, I think probably one of my biggest PCs that I have. So I'd be pretty disappointed by that. But here's the thing is if you have a number one and number two pick, um, those guys aren't going to be owed a lot of money for quite a while. Why would you trade away one of your best defensive players? Why would you trade away one of the best defensive backs in the league, especially when, the morale on the team clearly would be affected by that, by guys that like playing with him and around him. So, you know, Brisker's been, uh, you know, up and down, but he's also dealt with a lot of injuries. But, yeah, man, that, that team really is just lacking a pass rush, and they've really come together the past few weeks. If you're really looking to make this team good in the future, why not, you know, keep it together and just keep building it? Because he's not going to be – He's not going to cost you so much that you can't afford him. Not when you have, you know, maybe two top top picks uh, in the next season. Hmm. Trying to see. Uh, so I've got the. Uh, these are just rookie of the year. I wanted to go like defensive player of the year. I think if I did um, just rookie of the year, obviously it's it's C.J. Stroud right now. Uh, <laughs> it's Puka Nakua. Bijan, Jordan Addison. So it's like, I think CJ Stroud's kind of got a stranglehold, especially as a quarterback to get the award right now at this present point. So yeah, I really want to look at a defensive player of the year. Oh, here I found uh, offensive and defense. Oh, you did? Mm-mm-mm. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. All right, Jalen Carter, one. Devin Witherspoon, two. Um, so minus 140. I'll send it to you so you can share it on the screen. Jay says, Let's see Jerry Jude to go to KC. Yeah, I could see that as a good fit, honestly. There we go. Oops. Uh, Steve, is it the same one as Jalen Carter uh, one, Devin Witherspoon two, Will Anderson three, Brian Branch four, Tui yep. Tui yep, yep, Peloto number five, 49ers draft selection nonetheless. It sounds like a perfect. Uh, it's probably Talanoa Tufunga's um, like cousin or something. <laughs> Actually, I, I hadn't seen that guy play till this week against uh, Dallas. He looked pretty good, honestly. Yeah. With Witherspoon at at plus three hundred. Uh, if if I was putting money on any of these guys, that would be where I would go. So, in terms of uh, card market, I'm I'm guessing that Devin Witherspoon. I know he's in Mosaic and all that kind of stuff. Um, I wonder how expensive his stuff has got i feel like the defensive players the skill position 
are almost at the same values as the um as the wide receivers and running backs like they're, they're the defensive skill position players are pretty much valued the same as wide receivers and running backs and they do spike up and down based off production man i mean look at this dude i mean yeah it's like let's compare him to jordan addison i i mean jordan addison's gonna be at the top end but let's compare him to zay flowers how about that like that's a good comparison between devin witherspoon and zay flowers yeah, I mean, the defensive back is a position of, of notoriety. Anything that anything that makes big plays, you know, sacks, interceptions, stuff like that, you know, they kind of get uh, all the glory for maybe not doing as much work as like a middle linebacker, getting like all the Levante David 12 to 16 tackle type games. But, uh, you know, Witherspoon, you know, maybe he didn't go to a big pro, uh, college football school. You know, he went to Illinois you know, my hometown or home state college. But uh, but that just goes to show you that you, know, you can find a diamond in the rough with a guy like him, and uh, that that would be my pick. Jalen Carter looks truly monstrous out there, but, you know, the thing with that is if he goes a couple games without a sack, that list starts shifting real quick. Yeah, he's going to have his fans, though, man, being on the Eagles. He's going to have a lot of people on his stuff. I think he's in a whole nother, uh, he's in a whole nother gear, uh, even ahead of these guys. It's pretty wild. I think you get a little bit of an Eagles uh, factor, X factor going on there, you know? He looks tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing pretty comparable prices between the Zay Flowers and the Devin Witherspoon. So that just goes to show you, man, there's a lot of focus on the rookie autos. And there's more rookie autos for Zay Flowers than there is Devin Witherspoon. So I'm actually seeing the rookie autos for Devin Witherspoon Ooh, uh, go for quite a bit compared to his base cards going for like this one. This is a mosaic no huddle pink numbered out of 20 that sold for a hundred. That's, that's a lot, that's man. Nice I know, I know that the hobby is not revolving around defensive players, but the data is right there, Andy. It's hard to argue with what you're seeing. 12 bids on an auction yesterday for a wild card unlicensed Devin Witherspoon, one of one red foil, uh, rookie auto. It, I, I think it's all the rookie auto. Um, with, with the nice card, I, I mean, it's, I say nice card as it looks kind of cool, man, with the, the cards in the background around it. And, but it's unlicensed. Like, so from a credibility standpoint, I mean, you just while wild card is paying Devin Witherspoon to sign the card. And that's really what you're paying for. Um, that's going for quite a bit, man. I think this reinforces something you and I both are firm believers in, and that's something that we talked about when we first started doing this together, is that the hobby is a growing hobby, and the more people you get into it, you know, the the larger tastes you're going to have all mixed in together, and you're going to have people that want other guys other than just quarterbacks. You're going to have some defensive-oriented-minded people uh, that want a Devin Weatherspoon, and rightfully so. Boom. All right. With that, let's get into the uh, the week seven uh, slate. Let's kind of go through these. 
Steve, and we'll give you guys our prediction of uh, who's going to win, lose. I got a, a couple games that we're going to pick out and put in underdog slips on. Um, we're kicking it off this week, Steve, with the Jaguars going to New Orleans to play this aggressive Saints defense, kind of putting the Jags offense to the test here, man. The Saints defense has been pretty solid. I think the biggest question mark is how healthy is Trevor Lawrence? And it seems like he'll probably play this week, but is he 100%? Um, and even if that's the case, they did just play two games over in England, and now they're back home. So, uh, And the Saints just look tough on defense. So uh, they're playing in New Orleans. They don't expect it to be a high-scoring game. I don't either. Uh, I will probably edge the Saints on this one here. And the Jags defense is ranked top 10. Top 10 against the pass, number six against the run. So the Jags defense is very mobile, fast, uh, good defense as well. I think that this is game is going under. I, I'm going to be betting the under on this game, Steve. And I'll probably be, you know, largely avoiding any type of, you know, big breakout <laughs> breakout game uh, performances in this game. Uh, just I guess if I had to pick I throw for 400 watch. I, I kind of like, I kind of like just Travis ETN. I mean, Travis ETN has been dominating as you pointed out earlier. So I kind of like the Travis ETN here play in that game. And come I, I And I think Kamara too. And he's just had just so much volume and it's, these low-scoring affairs are only going to provide that much more opportunity. I'll tell you who else I like. It's Rashid Shahid, man, for the Saints. Because right now with Derek Carr's uh, shoulder injury that he's nursing, if you notice that his A dot, his average distance of target, is a lot shorter. So he really is throwing it to these um, shorter route-running guys like Rashid Shahid, who's kind of like a Curtis Samuel type of player, you know? Uh, do a lot does a lot of his work after the catch he's fast man he can break away in open field and he's way more consistent than other gadget guys like that are in that position like Kadarius Tony you know so I like Rashid Shahid in this offense he's kind of an interesting guy in the card bark as well uh Steve but um yeah I, I'm gonna go with the Saints at home on this one man I'm gonna go with the Saints at home rock on Rare moment we both picked the same team, but I like it. Now this is a big boy matchup because you you, you already had the ones I want to see the most out of this entire week here. And the Vegas is is saying that the 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 half the time this game goes under forty two point five, and the other half uh, over. So um, this is interesting. We got a minus three spread in favor of the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Potentially some weather at all. I mean, we had a little bit of weather this past week in Cleveland. Let's have a look here. Let's take it to look at. But um, I mean, if I if I'm if I'm weather, you know, weather to the side. If I'm looking at these guys on paper, and the these the way these defenses have been playing, Steve. I almost want to go under on this one too, but I feel like they're gonna open it up, man. Uh, this one of these teams could score. This this game has a sneaky 
chance of shooting out here just because of the uh, how good the offenses are. I mean, the Lions passing offense, like we've been talking about, they're fourth in the NFL right now. The Ravens passing offense is 14th. But then the Ravens passing defense is third, and they're first in yards allowed per pass. So that's going to put a big challenge. But the Lions obviously can, I think, overcome pretty much any defense at this point. If they get, if they're giving Jared Goff time in the pocket, you got excellent route runners in Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. You know, I think uh, I don't know what David Montgomery's status is, Steve, but obviously J- Jameer Gibbs is another a big one to watch, and hopefully he gets back in there. But even Josh Reynolds has been good. Jamison Williams is apparently maybe going to be good. We don't know. Like, is Jamison Williams going to be good? All the Lions fans I talked to are like, oh, that guy is, uh, he's soft. He's soft, man. Um, they think they think he's got the knucklehead factor big time. So they're not sold on him because they don't think he can always catch the ball. The guys were talking about how he alligator armed a, um, a couple passes earlier in the, in, um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely out on uh, Jamison Williams. I think he's got a lot of knucklehead in him, so I'm not sure if he's the if he's the play there. Plus, I like just I I like them picking apart defenses with Amon Ross St. Brown and this run game. But um, yeah, I am definitely concerned about Mont- David Montgomery. You know, the Lions are a prime candidate team to bring in a guy like Leonard Fournette. I mean, think about it. I know he was just talking to the Patriots, or no, no, he was talking to the Bills, but he needs to be talking to the Lions. Like, dude, that would be sick. If Leonard Fournette signs with the Lions, I bet you his cards do go up. They they spike. You know, I have this weird feeling, and, you know, David Montgomery played here for a really long time, and I don't think that he's going to miss a couple weeks. This is a guy that just plays no matter what, man. He... If he has a legit injury that he can't play through, he can miss a game here and there. But, you know, a rib injury is typically a pain tolerance based injury. And uh, I think that they, the coach said a lot of ominous things about, oh, he's going to miss some time. But he didn't say anything specific. Sometime could be two practices, right? So I guess we'll kind of see. They haven't ruled him out of anything yet, and they haven't made any free agent acquisitions they haven't called anyone up from the practice squad so i mean buckle up man it might go down to game time but he could actually play this week yeah it's it's yeah you're right it says uh dan campbell just said he'll be out for a little bit and there's been no timetable there's been uh no clarity on it um yeah that was i'm looking for his latest news i mean we 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 that's that's the latest news is x-rays were negative so i i I gotta i gotta side with you here steve i don't think he misses much time at all and then gibbs um gib gibbs is got to be coming back soon as well i'd imagine he was limited it's another one of those hamstring situations but Gibbs has already missed uh, how many games he, he missed last week. They play in week five. No, he didn't play in week five either. So he missed five, six. Yeah, okay. So he missed weeks five and six. So he probably out again this week with maybe a split between David Montgomery and Craig Reynolds. So maybe they don't bring in a, a Lenny. 
that would be an interesting guy for them to um to sign though to add as depth but you're right david montgomery is a tank derek said send jmo deep and actually the the interesting thing about sending him deep is he's not a volume guy but he will hurt you deep and while he's hurting you deep he's helping someone across the middle namely their tight end namely amon ross st brown namely opening up the run game so him having him back is not just benefiting him but it's actually helping the entire team yeah so um let's talk about this rave so let's talk about this ravens um offense here i mean and breezy andy for the weather yeah you know I kind of think this game might go under, but it's a sneaky one to shoot out, man. It is a sneaky one to shoot out. Who do you got in this game? I mean, I'd be, I'd be, uh, <laughs> I'd be, you know, doing a, a disservice to my guy Jared Goff by saying the Ravens. Although I'm not a homer, if I genuinely thought they were going to lose, I'd say so. But um, I'll take the Lions. I'm not saying decisive blowout, but. I do think the Lions will, will win, which is contrary to what Vegas thinks. And um, I think it'll be decently close, like a six-point maybe, something like that. Well, you know, they lost to the Colts at home in week three by three points. So it is, it's possible, man. And that was a Gardner Minshew-led <laughs> 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 Gardner -led, uh, Colts team there at the end. So... Uh, man, it's definitely a possibility that um, that the Lions get this one done here, Steve. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for their momentum because I like to see them continue this momentum. And a win over the Ravens would be a huge statement, man. Huge statement. We saw and we saw the numbers last week on the Lamar fumbles, uh, which seemed to be just about one a week. So if you have a uh, Aiden Hutchinson you know, prop of some kind that that could be uh, one that could be fortuitous, I think. <laughs> All right, we're moving, we're moving on. We touched on this one earlier, but uh, Raiders at Chicago playing the Bears 37.5 over under. Surprising that that line hasn't moved, but I guess they opened it. It would be a lot higher if Fields and Jimmy Garoppolo were both playing. Oh man, you know, but you got to go with your home team, right? This could be a uh, one of those old school ugly football games where both guys throw for under 200 yards and you know it's a run heavy uh game script. Uh, that being said, I'll, I'll go with like a 12 to 16 Bears win. 12 to 16 Bears win. All right, well, you can see they got a lot of L, so they could uh, they could definitely use that we'll be rooting for tyson badgett and um we'll see let's we'll see what the kid can do at home here man i think the bears win this one at home too uh, especially if you don't have any jimmy garoppolo uh, aiden o'connell i guess would get another start or i mean i think it's pretty wild that they would start um aiden o uh brian hoyer over aiden o'connell um but hey, Josh McDaniels is is I think he's a pretty bad coach. 
I you mean, know, but the the justification is they're three and three, right? <laughs> if they were one and five, I think that that might be different. But they're genuinely in the mix. I'll tell you what, I'm not putting any slips on any of those guys. That's for <laughs> that's for sure. I don't know if I found a game yet that I, I kind of actually I will be putting maybe a go revisit this Lions Ravens one to put a slip on. But um, what 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 are you thinking about here? The Browns, I don't think we're still not going to get Deshaun Watson back. So we're going to be getting more Kareem Hunt, get Jerome Ford back this week, which is interesting. I think he'll get back into at least a 50% workload. Going up uh, against the Colts here, led by Gardner Minshew. What do you got in this game? It's in Indianapolis. Seeing as the Browns just won last week, They've, they've extinguished their good fortune for the year, and I have the Colts here. <laughs> I got to root for the Colts, man, all day here. I'm rooting for Gardner Minshew. Um, got off to a slow start last week, so I'm looking for him to bounce back here at home. Browns, have, have, a, Browns have a really good pass rush, no doubt, but yeah. uh, I think that the Colts will get that run game going, and uh, that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah, man. Get Jonathan Taylor going, man. Derek said I have lion pajamas, the ones with feet. I don't, but if you find nice, nice, I need to know about it. All right. uh, Bills at Patriots, man. If anybody, well, see the thing, we knew that the Patriots were going to be bad. I was really hoping the Patriots were going to sign DeAndre Hopkins so I could sell my Mac Jones cards. And then it uh, didn't happen. And then I should have taken like a break-even offer, and I didn't. Excuse me, I didn't. And so now I'm stuck with it. And the Patriots, it looks like are about to get steamrolled by the Bills. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites going into New England this weekend. You know what? Here's the thing, though. They did barely beat the Giants, Andy. Now, we've seen them stomp other really good teams, but let's be fair, that wasn't that impressive. And not every game is going to be an onslaught. So if you could say any good things about the Patriots is that a couple things looked better this past week and they get Juju back potentially this week. Defensively, they're still going to be lacking with their key positions being uh, the defensive back and uh, defensive end positions injured. But um, not saying the Patriots to win, but uh, I think it'll be closer than the spread. Six points, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it could be. I think this is a great spot for the Patriots just to focus on the run game. You got an expendable asset. Yeah. Elliott, he's an interesting guy this week at home. And Ramadre Stevenson, get him going, man. And and then just just work on that and play good defense. Uh, I know you know with they're without Matthew Judon, um, so I know that they're like suffering on defense. They also lost uh, Christian Gonzalez for his, his rookie year, so that was their other like first round draft pick this past year. So they're hurting pretty bad. Their run defense is still pretty good. I I mean the Bills don't really run the ball. I think they can make a competitive matchup out of it out at home here. Um, and I also, Steve, I think Kendrick Bourne is a sneaky trade candidate guy. Uh, Kendrick Bourne would be an interesting guy 
that doesn't have a whole lot of rookie cards, but he's been really good at the wide receiver position for them. Yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of uh, shining shining stars on that offense, but if they're able to get the run game going, they should be able to get the pass game going again too. And uh, that would be a guy that jumps off the page as far as, you know, guys that are a little bit younger that have some upside to them. You know, Juju looked pretty good last year. In fact, he was a bit underrated even. But injuries have kind of dis- derailed that part of Patriots season this year. You know, maybe that's really all it takes. They get two little offensive weapons back in the pass game, and, you know, maybe they become competent, at least, at least competent. Yeah, but we, we all know that uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis are definitely going to get it done. That little – that trio there for the Bills passing offense, which is the third right now in the NFL, and eighth in yards per pass. They're throwing it deep. So watch out. I'm, I'm going to be definitely looking for that chili pepper Gabe Davis touchdown. <laughs> I'm going to be looking to hit overs on on Josh Allen and the um, the passing weapons because the Patriots pass defense, like you mentioned, no Christian Gonzalez, banged up. They're 23rd right now, Steve, in the NFL. So – um, that's that's juicy for that Bills passing attack. I, I'm still going Bills here at home, but I'm with you. I think they cover that spread. I think the the Patriots cover that eight and a half point spread. Absolutely. Shout out Kevin in the chat. What's up, my guy? Good to see you tuning in. Kevin, welcome to the quest, my friend. Commander. Appreciate that. What are we uh, what are we feeling here for the commanders at the Giants? 39. Are we getting some Daniel Jones this week? I gotta uh, pull that injury up. That was the commanders the front four is pretty, pretty tough, but where they can be really exposed is getting the top taken off. And that secondary is real bad. Real, real bad. So this could be a Daniel Jones breakout type game. Jalen Hyatt usage going way up this week, Andy. Uh, those are all the recipes for a bounce back for the Giants. And not to mention not losing by a lot against a team like the Bills on Monday night. And you also get Saquon Barkley back. Got a bunch of carries last that week. One When we talked about it, that one component, in my opinion, is the entire justification for how well Daniel Jones will play. We saw that with Darnold and McCaffrey the previous season. And some guys just need kind of everything in play to be successful. And that might be true of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing too terrible. Uh, I think this, you're right, man. This is due for a bounce back here against a pretty weak commander's defense ranked 27th. And the run defense is ranked 14th overall. So, um, yeah, this is definitely an exploitable matchup here. I also like the way that the commanders have been uh, moving the ball, keeping things competitive with their run offense. Brian Robinson has been good. Curtis Samuel has been good. Uh, so glad I sold my Jahan Dotsons when I did at the beginning of the year. Um, <laughs> you know, this is pretty concentrated with, between Howell and, and Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, now Curtis Samuel. And throwing to the running backs, whether it's Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson, they are using Antonio Gibson still, Steve. He's not dead, right? 
And so he's oh, an interesting man. guy. It's just like when I look at how many <laughs> good skill position players they have on their roster, I feel like they've got to trade one of these guys. And a guy like Antonio Gibson, who this is the final year of his rookie contract. I mean, it's they got to trade him, right? I don't think they re-sign him. They, they, they don't like him. Yeah, could you imagine, though, like a, a team that is just lacking a playmaker? Uh, the Chiefs, for example. Not that we need them to be any better than they are, but uh, that would just be an absolute lethal weapon on that team. Lethal. Lethal, man. And Pacheco's, and Pacheco's lethal, but... Gibson would be Jarek McKinnon plus time. What, Jarek McKinnon what times they 10. not do Andy catch passes. Yeah, no, he's not really, he's not really there yet. Not really there yet. All right. So we're feeling the giants to bounce back at home. I'm with you. I, I think the giants are 100% due. I also think this game goes over. I think there's no way this game goes under unless i mean you know even if tyrod taylor starts i still think this game will will figure out a way to go over 39 point total yeah i'm gonna be putting some over slips on that that game too for sure and howell is definitely doing it you know maybe not all the way from a real life perspective but from a fantasy perspective absolutely but but this one, Steve, the Falcons at the Buccaneers at one o'clock. So we get we get another home game, second week in a row. And this one at one o'clock and, and we're hosting the Falcons. This one, I don't know if it's going to go over, man. I don't know that this one's going over 37. I, I I would like to bet on the Bucks side of this because the Falcons passing defense has been not anywhere near as good as what we thought they were going to be coming in. They're actually ranked 29th right now and 15th in yards allowed per pass. And the run defense has been pretty good. The Bucks run offense absolutely sucks. Rashad White is bottom of the league in broken tackles or yards created after initial contact. He's having another crappy season where he cannot break tackles. He's not explosive, Steve. Uh, I hate to say it, man, but he's not explosive. And um, I, I think this game could potentially go under because our run defense, Tampa's run defense is good. The passing defense is solid. I think this is <laughs> this game is going to go under, dude. This might be the lowest scoring game of the week, man. I'll take I'll take the contrarian play and go with the over simply because uh, these teams know each other pretty well. Uh, Falcons offense, believe it or not, I never thought I'd say this is actually ascending. If you look at the this actual um, Drake London is a real thing now. Drake London is ascending, man, if, and if that's because Ritter's I been throwing the ball, zone, Andy. So I know you've probably seen Algier get stopped at the one, like maybe three weeks in a row now. So. It's coming, man. It's coming. They like him in short yardage situations. Sadly, they're not fooling anyone with their play calling. So when Algiers in the game, you got eight in the box, and then they're running an entirely different scheme when Bijan's in. So they're going to have to confuse the defense a little bit to be a little more, um, you know, less transparent in what they're calling. But I could see some big, big plays here. I could see, uh, you know, Mike Evans kind of getting back to Mike Evans' things with a long touchdown. So. 
I'm not saying it's a high-scoring game by any means, but it won't take a whole lot to beat that over. Yeah, it's low. It's low. It's 37 well, how about, is low. How about, how about a rare Keyshawn Vaughn appearance, man? How about that? He's been getting more and more work, man, and that's because Rashad White stinks. So this is like, and I, I'm always still blown away with how expensive Rashad White rookie cards are when I look on eBay. So if you got those, I would highly recommend sell them for the current comps now because I think they're going to continue to go down. And he may be a guy looking up that is third on the depth chart next year. And then the next year, he's on a practice squad. You know, all of a sudden, he's phased out. And then you see him in the XFL, you know. So um, watch out. Like, if he's getting outplayed by Keyshawn Vaughn, who's not good at all, who's been outplayed by all kinds of guys, and and then you look at uh, if Chase Edmonds comes back, Steve. Chase Edmonds is coming back in a couple weeks. And he might have been bad in Miami last year for whatever reason. But he was really good in Denver. Uh, and he was good on the Cardinals before that. He was an explosive satellite plus type running back. If, if Chase Edmonds can supplant White and Vaughn and Sean Tucker, then... Watch out, man. That means these other guys aren't good, unfortunately. Um, as as I think that's what that means. So um just keep they, your they, keep your eye out for that. The thing is, is they need like a genuine hammer to mix in with one of those guys, you know, and they, that's not what either of those guys really are. So they do need uh, you know, a Lenny or a you know, a big bodied guy that can mix it up, soften the linebackers up a bit. And then bring the speed guys in or the pass catchers in and, and have them do their things. But they, they'll figure it out. You know, um, Buccaneers pass uh, pass protection is pretty good. But that run blocking, not so much, Andy. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sean Tucker hasn't had a fair shake. So I am, well, we'll give him that. All right, uh, but I'm I'm gonna ultimately go with the Bucks win here, but it's gonna be a slog fest, grind it out, twelve sixteen. Steve though is going with a contrarian play and thinks that's a sneaky one for you to go over on, and he's got some good points. I I do like your points about how much Ritter's been throwing the ball, and they have been getting more aggressive, so that could force Baker into a situation where if he connects on a couple more of the passes that he should have connected on last week then, yeah, he's all of a sudden, he's putting up 20 to 30 points as well. So I could see it, man. I could see it. And Mike Evans did have a big drop that was painful to watch. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, his day could have been bigger, too, because that would have been for a first down. That would have been another sustained drive, more plays. You know, it's just it, one one type of mistake like that could lead to a fizzled out drive and, and like and then essentially kind of derailed the whole game you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I got to go with my team, home team here, but that, I think that's going to be – that's an interesting one, Steve. You kind of got me leaning more towards the over now. I love it, man. I love I love the game theory. What, uh, what, what about the Steelers at the Rams? And we talked about this one at the big, beginning of the stream because of Zach Evans at running back, but we got a 44-point over-under here. Interesting, it hasn't moved. And we know Steelers' run defense isn't all that it's that it's cracked up to be. Right, what are you feeling in this game? 
You know, I think the Rams kind of come out with the Buffalo Bills play calling this week, and they just chuck, chuck, chuck the ball. Not a lot of running, I'm thinking. Uh, the one thing of note with the Steelers, though, is you get Pratt Fryermuth back, mm-hmm. and you get Deontay Johnson back, arguably the best receiver on that team. So that's pretty big, considering that um, – you know, we really haven't seen him play this whole year because he got hurt in week one, I believe. So um, a lot of unknowns in this one. So it, it does make it a lot harder to call. But I do like to always typically lean towards the ascending. So I do like the Rams here. But um, I think it's actually going to make for a pretty interesting game to watch. Mm, that's that's uh, that's an interesting one, Steve. That could they could push this game then, uh, a four o'clock game. Enough the Steelers could cover. Yeah, yeah, man, that is definitely spicy. Uh, I like that, man. I like that. I might, I might have to get on board with some of this. And man, the Steelers passing defense with at being thirtieth in yards allowed per pass, letting a lot of short and intermediate yardage type passes. Uh, Stafford will really cut you up, man, with those fastballs. So, uh, yeah, this one's super interesting, man, here to bet this this Ram side and, at home and uh, maybe Pickett can push it. Pickett, Pickett, Kenny Two Gloves can push it. Full practice for Deontay Johnson. Nice. Nice. Offense about to get a big upgrade. Let's see if Pickett can capitalize, getting his weapons back, getting all the weapons back. All right, man. Cardinals, Seahawks. Oof. Can't say I'm too excited about this one, but uh, it's the kind of game that you could pretty much win just on the back of the running game if you're Seattle. So uh, I do like Seattle to win. That spread is a bit scary given how close the Cardinals have played with um, teams outside of their tier, you could make that argument. And uh, you did see a bit of regression, especially without them having any viability in the run game. So uh, I want nothing to do with that team. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you, man. It's so inconsistent. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely going Seahawks here, and I am going – Whatever I can get my hands on Kenneth Walker, like lines on him. I know his rookie cards have gotten quite expensive, um, but the Seahawks defense is pretty good, and this Cardinals offense is still going to be pretty bad, man. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they keep it competitive this week. If you think that was a bad week from Dobbies and the boys, uh, I, I like this. Um, I like the Seahawks run offense to to get to work this week and a bounce back week for the passing offense as well. Got to go Seahawks here, man. Agreed. Kenneth Walker, uh, man, was eating him up in best ball when people were fearing that, uh, you know, him coming back from that injury, but clearly not a factor. And uh, he does look like good for a touchdown at least every week. Yeah, good for a touchdown. Bingo. Anytime to Kenneth Walker, anytime touchdown. Uh spicy pepper bet. Bingo. Hmm. 
Ooh, Packers. Packers coming off this bye week. You think these Packers are going to get it back together? I mean, this is the spot, dude. Green uh, Denver's defense has been absolutely terrible, man. Terrible. They're, they're Denver's passing defense, 32nd. 32nd. The worst in the league. And their run defense, 31st. <laughs> This is, this is, I mean, this, if there's any type of like layup, bounce back, you're playing a division three school, you know, coming off your bye week, this is, this is it, right? For the uh, Packers. They got to win this week. And uh, I, I don't necessarily have the greatest amount of faith in Jordan Love. I think he can do just enough to win you the game, but the team, I think, will ride the back of a healthy Aaron Jones, which uh, he did practice this week. Sadly, he's been hurt by a hamstring injury for most of the season so far. So um, that's that. But you saw when he's healthy. I mean, the man is a massive playmaker still, uh, even in the what they'd call running back twilight years. And uh, that's going to be the key to this game. The one thing we've noticed is the Packers offense – and Jordan Love, when he's throwing it, he's throwing it at a at um, a pretty high A dot. He's fifth in yards per attempt. So um, I look at him as if he is going to go off, I'm looking at guys like Christian Watson, man, who you and I did. I may or may not have written him up last week and did a deep dive on him because he is such a juicy play right now. And if you saw some of the auctions and items that um, I wrote up last week in our premium membership um, last Friday, I mean, you'd be licking your chops too because he, him compared to the rest of that draft class in the, in the sports card values, he's a lot lower than Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I would be even uh, probably able to find some Christian Watson stuff lower than Drake London at this point. And man, if there was ever a time to have those in your possession, like this matchup against the Broncos this weekend is so sweet because I think the Broncos are going to throw it. Like the Broncos are going to throw it. They're going to try and play and 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 win here. Um, and it's not like, I mean, the Packers defense is okay. They're about middle of the pack, you know, but um, their run defense has not been good. And this kind of sets up for a game to go over here, Steve. Like, I think this is one of those games that you can attack, man. Christian Watson in the last six games of last year had touchdowns in each game. In all the games he's been healthy this year, I think one of the two so far. So that's a pretty good touchdown rate per game. Uh, whether it's sustainable or not, not really the point. But clearly he is a favorite to be the target for a passing touchdown. <laughs> Shane with a little astronaut suit coming in about uh talking about putting Mostert Mustart in the captain for um playing watching Madden on DraftKings and homeboy always putting Mostert in captain good old days. Oh, before we get too far past that uh Cardinals game. If, uh, especially with Kyler coming back, Marquise Brown is probably 14th, 16th, somewhere in that range for receivers now. Um, so his upside from there with a legitimate quarterback 
or a more legitimate quarterback is only that much better, especially one that he's friends with, like Kyler Murray. So um, if you can get him at a value, also a guy you could be looking at. All right, and so this is why we haven't put any um, underdog slips in yet or done any betting on underdog fantasy yet is because the schedule makers this week have saved the best for last, folks. <laughs> the 425 slot here, Chargers at the Chiefs, and then the Dolphins at the oh, Eagles man. on Sunday night football. Ooh, buddy. I mean, yay, wowzers. Chiefs, man. It's so hard to bet against them, but you got to feel pretty good about the way the Chargers looked recently. You do. I, I mean, obviously, the Chargers offense has the capability to keep up in this game. Um, 100%, man. 100%. I, I think this 48 points is probably right on par with it being another Kansas City game. Uh, I got to expect them. They're, they're going to uh, like... Um, the Chiefs are going to utilize their passing game, take advantage of a weak Chargers passing defense. Uh, they're also going to take advantage of a Charger weak pa- Chargers run defense. Uh, I would, I would like be inclined to say that Isaiah Pacheco could have another big game, and his cards are expensive, so I'm going to stick to betting. Like compared to the draft class, his cards are like the Brock Purdy of running back cards, right, Steve? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and and so I'm going to stick to betting his over uh, in this game against the Chargers and the Chiefs win at home. All right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's really hard to bet against the Chiefs, but um, they're giving you almost two to one odds on the Chargers. So if you know you wanted to place a couple bucks on them, I wouldn't feel that bad about it. It's only five and a half points, but if you're feeling a little reserved, points aren't bad um, given how well the Chargers have played lately and how. So, so the Chiefs have played. Don't let the record fool you. They haven't really, really hurt anyone that bad. So, mm. all right. What about Dolphins at the Eagles? Man, that's a hard one. And uh, man, I could go so many different directions with this one. And I, I know that the Dolphins just play just a bit better at home than they do on the road. So. Um, I think the the common common take is going to be Eagles here, but uh, I'll t- I'm going to go with the Dolphins just because uh, we've seen a little mini fizzle out by Hertz at the end of the game there, and uh, hey, somebody's got to win this game here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tua. I'm gonna go Dolphins on this one. And that Eagles passing defense is exploitable, man. There's that secondary is exploitable. I'm I I am concerned for the Eagles in this game. If there's any a team that they played thus far year to date that can beat them, it's, I feel like the Jets. That was like uh, I mean they could Eagles should have won that game. <laughs> Eagles should have won that game. They had a couple mistakes. They should have won that game. But if there's any team that could beat them like out of the gate, it might be the Dolphins. This is a tough matchup. This is a great. This I'm so excited to watch this matchup. I'm um. I'm more excited to watch this game than I am to watch the Falcons come to Tampa. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know if there's been a whole lot of Sunday night games this year that I was really that gung-ho about, but this is definitely one that I will have on and I'll be paying full attention. 
Yeah, the the game changer is if some Eagles pass rusher, maybe named Jalen Carter, something like that, <laughs> puts two on his back. Uh, if that that so he's gonna get it out quick, and they're gonna have to protect him, get it out quick. He stab get get some run game going, which is gonna be tough because the Eagles got one of the best, if not the best, run defenses in the league. And this is man. Yeah, this year, like you said, this game can go a lot of different ways. Uh, man, I don't, I, I got, I'm gonna go, uh, I gotta go Eagles here at home. Gotta go right, Eagles right. here at home. No one's gonna be mad at you for picking the Eagles, man. No, no, I, I, yeah. Now, Philly's, what is Philly capitalizing on the fact that his Phillies are in the, uh, the National League championship right now and could potentially make it to the World Series over the weekend. So another interesting play uh, there. So we'll see, man. That they oh, that's right. They're wearing they the Kelly green. On. Well, this is not good because the Bucks were wearing the old orange creamsicle jerseys last week, and we got waxed by the Lions. So <laughs> I don't know if there's a, a throwback jersey correlation. I don't know if there's a throwback jersey correlation going there, Filthy, but just by you reminding me that they're going with the Kelly Green, I might have to change the change to the Dolphins. But we'll 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 stick with the Eagles. We're gonna stick with the Eagles. Uh they almost feel like a, a home team now at this point after watching the Travis Kel the uh not the Travis Kelsey, just the Kelsey documentary in uh in general. I guess it was more focused on Jason Kelsey. Um, that was cool. That was cool, man. Have you seen that, Steve? No, no, but I heard you talking about it, so I, I may have to check it out. Yeah, it's a good, good documentary. But um, all right, all right. So we got some mixed opinions on on the. And Filthy says they can't lose with the Kelly Green. Okay. Well. Hard. Get speaking, out of here, man. Being an you, absolutes in football is a dangerous thing, my friend. It, it hard Jim Ball coming in here at eleven eighteen, uh, at t- over the two hour mark. I'm sure he hit the like button before he ca- came in here, That's but right. he said uh, he spent three paychecks on Justin Fields cards about six weeks ago, uh, and he is and he is down. What do you say to the? The, the Justin Fields buyer from six weeks ago that's feeling a little down right now. You know, it's, it's, there's no, there's probably a few others, but there's no bigger city that is quick to forget about what you've done for them than this one. The fans here will ride you into the ground if you're not tough enough and uh, Fields keeps coming out and doing his thing. Uh, even after uh, you know a little bit of a roller coaster to start the season, so yeah, I like it, man. Um, I was buying in at the beginning of the year when they were, you know, stinking the place up, and I was getting some cards at like thirty percent of recent comps. So it's a, it's a, it's viable, hundred percent. You just gotta hope that uh, he comes back sooner than later, and they can keep making these games exciting. Even if they're not gonna win, they gotta be exciting wins. Yeah, and games. and and what what are you doing over there, Har? You should have sold the cards week five Thursday night football <laughs> when a lot of other people did that were buying them before the season. They could have you could have easily broken even there, um, or you can just hold on, man. Hold on, it'll be a bumpy ride, but you'll get back there. 
and uh, he'll have some more spike games, and you'll you'll sell him. Or maybe they trade him, but I doubt it. But you'll definitely be able to sell him. One final matchup, Steve. 49ers at the Vikings. Vikings without Justin Jefferson. 49ers coming off of that, that loss to the Browns where uh, Pur- Purdy almost redeemed himself. I was reminded that Purdy did almost redeem himself on the final drive of the game, and the kicker just barely missed the kick. But my point is, he made a lot of mistakes earlier in that game that didn't have to get it to that point to where they were trying to come back and win at the very last second. Um, so it was impressive to hang in there. We know the Browns got a good defense. Miles Garrett had a couple of highlight reel plays, of course. But, um, but man, I, I feel like, I mean, Niners should just kind of bounce back. But we do have some, we have some injuries. Christian McCaffrey potentially out with a with an oblique injury. Steve. Yeah, uh, you've got their best old lineman with a high ankle. You got McCaffrey with the oblique and you've got Debo with, I can't remember what his injury was. Uh, just a lot of injuries and a lot of key spots on that offense. And you kind of saw the wheels wobbling a little bit there and they did look a little bit exposed. So um, I will say this, uh, if McCaffrey does play, I think that the Niners have a uh, an easy win here. If he does not play, I am taking the Vikings actually. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Elijah Mitchell is gonna do, man. Because if McCaffrey's out, maybe Elijah Mitchell can step in and get to work, man. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I gotta go with the 49ers here. Either way, I think they get a a nice bounce back match. I, the Vikings defense has actually not been playing as bad as what they were originally. Like, there's a lot worse defense. Like, look at their run defense. They're 14th right now. They're fifth in yards allowed per carry, so that's good. They're not allowing big runs. They're playing solid there. Their passing defense is 21st overall, but they're fifth in yards allowed per pass, so they're keeping things in front of them. Uh, So, you know, obviously Purdy is really good about just short passes, get it out quick to Debo or Ayuk or Kittle, you know, set his guys up for yards after the catch. And you got this super dynamic run game. Um, so no Christian McCaffrey. I think they, they slot in Elijah Mitchell, unless I'm, unless I'm missing something, Steve, I think Elijah Mitchell is good to go in this game. And we've seen him step into that McCaffrey role and ball out before. Yeah, he was his rookie year. He was, I want to say he was a thousand yard rusher. He just doesn't stay healthy. Right. And, you know, he he did have a uh, an injury designation coming into this past week. So I think that's actually why he was out-snapped. But um, I think when healthy, he most likely has, like, the lion's share, maybe 70-30, 60-40, something like that. End of the day, those guys are both very capable. They're not McCaffrey, clearly, but uh, they're both pretty good. My thing is, you know, Cousins is good. He is third in the league in passing. So um, if they can't get anything going on offense, I don't know that 
the Niners can play enough defense to keep the points off the board. Mason yeah, it looks like they're almost thinking McCaffrey may play, but it may be a um, a plus uh, game script situation where they don't have to play much McCaffrey. Um, but I got to think that, you know, this Vikings, this Vikings team is, they're kind of, they're kind of bouncing back to the mean here. I mean, this, this is a 500 team. I never envisioned them two and four. I did envision them though, three and three, you know, I think two and four is kind of surprising, but if you were to say three and three, all right, that sounds right about, about right. I mean, I put them right in the middle of the pack. So they're going to be a competitive team. Uh, even without Justin Jefferson, uh, I'm looking to uh, Jordan Addison and, and T-Hawk T and Alexander Madison, K.J. Osborne to share, carry that load. And uh, I think they still figure out a way to put up points. It's just like, can they give Cousins any time at all? Like, I mean, man, maybe without Justin Jefferson, he just they just start going a lot shorter plays, man. I mean, that's what they're going to have to do because he don't get any time back there. And this 49ers pass rush is nasty. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, I don't know, the, the Niners defense didn't really didn't really show up the way that they had in previous weeks. And I guess the offense didn't either. So I, I don't know if that's just uh, a coincidence or if maybe that's an indicator that they are in fact beatable. There's no doubt that they're very good and probably one of the best, if not the best team in football, but uh, there's definitely cracks in the foundation here, and they showed that they can be beat. So, are you you're going with the Vikings? Uh, I'm taking uh, the Niners if McCaffrey plays. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I am taking the Vikings if McCaffrey does not. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we were uh, we were close, Steve, on last uh, week's pickums. We didn't hit any slips, though, unfortunately, man. Uh, the results, I we didn't quite get there, man. You know what I noticed? We get a lot of three right and and two wrong. Uh, so here we got we got two. We pushed one, then we got two wrong. Uh, didn't get the. The fumble, Zach Wilson fumble, just that, what a shame, you know, what a shame. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> the problem is we never got the Jalen Carter sack. So we didn't get the Jalen Carter sack. We didn't get the Zach Wilson fumble. Oh, one and a half we're, yards on the Conklin. That's why. Yeah, we were really close to the Conklin. But we got the, um, got the Goddard, got the Garrett Wilson smashed his line. I mean, at um, end of the day, all, all those pepper picks are going to be Real I, I put this one in a totally biased. This is a totally biased slip I put in right before the Bucks <laughs> game started, about three, four beers in uh, by this point. And uh, I did go over on Dave Montgomery, got that for the um, receiving yards. Chris Godwin, I got that on the receptions. But I was going for a pick on Jared Goff, didn't get it. And I didn't get the Mike Evans touchdown. And Baker got close, man. He would have got there if he connected on just one that one one of those Trey Palmer passes, or even like one Mike Evans pass plus another pass. I mean, he would have gotten on the over, so it was close. 
you know, Montgomery got hurt like in the first quarter, so it's pretty remarkable that you got that one right. Yeah, right. I mean, it was so low. I had to. We didn't get the Devontae Adams touchdown, and we didn't get the Bryce Young fumble, but we nailed the Josh Jacobs over. We nailed the Adam Thielen over. Two out of four. Got the Cooper Cup. We knew that was under 100. You go over on Cooper Cup. That's just other. Do it every week and you'll win way more than you lose, you know? Um, but we we go for a lot of these super fragile ones. See, Steve, this is what I'm noticing. Like, there's more things that that um, can easily go wrong to you don't get a touchdown, but the yardages are a lot easier to hit. Right. Definitely. Uh, but, you know, yeah. you know, it, for every, uh, you know, couple few entries that you do that are a bit safer, you know, you do a couple maybe slightly lower dollar ones that have that grand slam potential. So and the lines do change throughout the week. So if I were to put in an early bucks line this week, let's go NFL. Um, no, Tampa maybe. Maybe maybe I have to put Buccaneers. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Buccaneers. All right. Uh, so real quick, guys, we are like betting on underdogfantasy.com. So it's not open in every state, but I think they're now in like, I don't know, like 30 something out of 50 states. Some states don't allow the platform. But if you are new and you want to try it out, um, you go ahead and try it out. You just have to have your location turned on so they can verify where you're at. Uh, promo code quest will get you an instant 100% 100% instant deposit bonus up to $500 Steve is pretty wild the offer you can take advantage of as, as a new user and you string five of these picks together you 20x but as you can see I think our sweet spot is around three picks and if you do the standard uh, three pick like we go over on Baker we don't mess with Rashad White we go uh, over on Chris Godwin, over on Mike Evans. We're already at 6X, 6X. And then we bring it back with a a guy from the Falcons, and you could easily put together a 20X slip, although I think the three, the three 6X slips are probably the sweet spot. Yeah, definitely. And mix it up. You know, I, you can do it however you are comfortable doing it. I like to do, um, you know, spread it over a couple different teams. You know, Andy likes to do it uh, like game matchups, which you can do it that way too. There's just a lot more fragility, I think, because uh, a defensive touchdown can really re-rack the entire uh, yardage situation for one player or one entire offense. So, uh, but mix it up a little bit. You know, you can take, hey, I like these three games take like one, two picks from each game and try to get it, man. I mean, just two weeks ago, we hit uh, five of five on two two in a row and then four of five. And those are some some big hitters. So they're not high odds, but they, they have massive payouts for a reason. All right. I just went with a uh, over on Baker Mayfield, uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, passing yards. They're all pretty low. <laughs> Um, and then I did an over on Drake London right at like 49 passing yards or receiving yards. So, uh, that was low too. 
And now what the, I want to do a uh, Rams over Steve. I'm making notes as we went through the slate. I like this Rams over against uh, Pittsburgh here. So, all right. Yeah, that passing yardage is pretty low. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and I, I think anytime you see Cooper Cup under 100, man, I'm telling you, just just keep hitting this as long as Cooper Cup's healthy and you have this line under 100, that's an easy over. So we're going to go over and then um, and then bring it back with some Steelers, some Steelers players. Dante's here, on the sheet. Look at that. Oh, he's got a, uh, one of those fragile you know, chili Do you know why that's somewhere. an interesting one? Because if you remember, he had zero receiving touchdowns last year, despite having, like, what, being fourth in the league in targets? That is an anomaly that is bound to be broken. Yeah, you're right, man. I'm not going to bet it in this slip. <laughs> and that's fine. It's bound to happen, though. It may not be this game, but yeah. it's coming w- soon. Watch it happen this week. It'll probably happen this week, man. But I'm going to go over on Stafford at 269, uh, Cup at 98.5 receiving, and then Pickett at 222 passing. I dig it. And then this one might be kind of interesting. If we did a Kenneth Walker... And we just do a, a singular over on him, and then we don't mess with anything else on Arizona or Seattle. Would you just go 76.5 rushing yards here? What about what about just the tud? You want to go with the tud. Just the tud. You know, he if there's anybody that's gonna get the tud, it's him. I mean, look at all these tank touchdowns, man. Touchdowns like crazy. He's got at least one touchdown in every game except the first one of the season. It's pretty good. Touchdowns like crazy, man. Touchdowns all over the place. But he's gone under 75 yards three of the five games he's played. So, Okay. All right. We got got, uh, Kay Walker on the the tutty, and then we got – Ooh, Christian Watson. Yeah, forty eight point five. There it is. I mean, he had like a what an eighty yard catch the other day. I mean, that guy can. He's going to slowly work his way back into the into the offense, but he'll. It's a pretty low number for him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There it is. Like just those two together, I feel really good about. Uh, just those two together, and then you could come in here and put uh, one more, Pacheco. Uh, versus the Chargers, or we know they're playing at home. I mean, likely Taylor Swift, they're hanging out with Mama Kelsey. Uh, so I got to think that Travis is going to be fine in the end zone. There's going to be, <laughs> if he's got a wheel out there, he'll find the end zone. Let's see. I know he's, let's see how many, uh, how many games he scored a touchdown. And I think, for the most part, except for the one he got hurt in just about every all. game that Taylor Swift has shown up to. Yeah, so not against the Jets and not against Denver. So three out of five. I, I kind of just like the Pacheco rushing yards. I mean, I think, yeah. these, I think these Pacheco rushing yards 
if there's a total yards too, because you see he actually had six for 36 through the air last last uh, week, Steve. So, I mean, it, in a pl- positive game script situation like this, I feel like he could definitely. I mean, this this total 82.5. Maybe that's the one you go with just to get it from whatever way. If they're going to throw him the ball, that's great. I mean, this this usage last week was fantastic. Yeah, that's hard to argue. That'd be my line right there. That'd be my line. But I would make another one, another slip for the with the Kelsey touchdown because that's probably very uh, plus EV, especially if they're in Kansas City where you know Mama Kelsey's going to be there, and I'm guessing Taylor Swift's going to be there too. So we definitely going to be going over on the Travis Kelsey touchdown and then, and then we just, you know what we do is we pair up this Travis Kelsey touchdown. We, what are we going to pair this Travis Kelsey touchdown? You know what we pair it up with? We're, so we're going over on this. Then you pair it up with tomorrow night's game because these Thursday night games, they always go under. We already talked about the, the matchup is... Um, the matchup is very favorable tomorrow night to go under. Both of these defense, Jags and Saints, good defense. So I think we can prob we can probably go under on one of these. Like Derek Carr, man, two he doesn't even run the ball. So I just go two forty, <laughs> right? Let's go lower on that total. Two forty. What's he up to? Yeah, man, dude, all day. All day we're going under on the Derek Carr 240. Jacksonville is one of the worst secondaries. Nah. And he did just throw for 350 last week. It's Thursday night football, though. <laughs> and he, he may have thrown just for- came back from Two he may have thrown for 350 at Houston, but he threw for 183 at New England and 127 against Tampa. And uh, I know that was the that was the game that, was, that he hurt. Shoulder was also hurt those two games. Yeah, yeah. But I I I don't, especially with his shoulder the way it is, he can't throw the ball deep, and that's where Jacksonville can be beat. So if he can't throw it deep to beat him, he's going to throw it short. That's where Jacksonville's really good. So I think that Jacksonville's actually got a good match. That's why I think this matchup is actually going to go under. It's I think a lot of people may bet the over, but I'm I'm actually going under on this one. All right. What's the ETN receptions? That one seems kind of juicy. The quantity of of receptions or yeah. um yeah, receiving quantity. yards. I like I like the ETN lines. I really like five that three five three five three. So five. <laughs> He's literally gone five three five three five three. So it's pretty fragile. What about what have our what's our yardage been at? Yeah, yardage has been there. Uh seventy seven forty, eighty eight, fifty five, one thirty six, fifty five. So you know, I feel like the receiving yards actually is probably the best one. Yeah, yeah. 
because he's gotten that almost every game. 27-2. I'm not sure what happened in that game, but then 50, 17, 48, 28. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, and I, I think that's all I I think that's all I'm gonna put in there. So see, I've kind of uh, I've kind of uh, really cherry picked some nice lines so far this week, and put in a fewer amount of slips with a little bit less risk, uh, a little bit um, more path, you know, a little bit easier to to maybe hit these. And we'll we'll see how it goes, man. See how it goes, man. But I, I feel ready, man. I feel ready for tomorrow night and week seven now, Steve. So I appreciate you joining me tonight. As always, had a lot of fun, man. It's been a great stream. And uh, appreciate all you guys out there in the chat as well. Is there anything else uh, you want to leave us with, Steve, before we sign off? Oh, there was something I had laying around here. Oh, I wanted to show this earlier because... Uh... We talked about Jalen Johnson. Now, the price on here is not what I paid for it, but I'll flip it around so we won't have any spoilers. But I got this beauty right here. I know I always have glare, glare problems on this camera, but it's a gold rookie ticket optic out of 10. Nice. That serial number. Ah, the lighting is crap, but... Yeah, I picked that up, and uh, I have a cracked ice one as well. There was a uh, black finite that recently came up that I tried to get, but we're talking several hundred dollars that went for, and that was a little bit out of my range for a defensive back. So, uh, But, yeah, man, I was pretty happy about that pick. You know I'm a golf guy, and I'll be rooting for him this week. Golf MVP contenders card. That came in the mail this week, too. Um, looking forward to uh, this week and redeeming myself in a couple of my matchups, including a loss to Andy this week. I had a, a mediocre Dallas performance, and uh, that hurt a bit. But it's a long season. I got a couple of teams that are five and one, and one that's one and five, unfortunately. So, good luck, everyone, this week. Andy, it's been a pleasure. Yes, good luck, everybody. We'll see you in that next one. Peace.